announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Congratulations. You played yourself. That was uh, that was a, that was quite a long one, bro. Pause. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I'm Leo. That's my. Have no fear. The legend thriller is here. I am the heel that seals the deal. The villain, the stage show, and the anti-hero of the IWC. Your boy, Mr. Rated R, and our third man on the broadcast team. He is the analysis of the L O C. He is a straight shooter on Twitter, and when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the mean streets of L I R double. Here we go. I need some sound effects in there. I got you. I got you. I got you. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, no. Those, the other ones? <laughs> yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. Carl Anderson. Here we go. What an introduction. What's up, fellas? <laughs> What's going on, guys? Leo. Seems perfect. That was, uh, that was perfect. I timed what it you, perfectly. What do you, what do you call that? Uh, a falsetto? <laughs> what do you uh, call that when, when, you, when you're going it. like high with your octaves and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I guess nobody I knows about music here, no, so no. because nobody's like. Bro, I every, just know what it sounds like. Everybody's like really quiet. Like, what the hell is Mario well, talking falsetto. about? Falsetto. Okay, so we're gonna look at it. Falsetto means a fake guy in wrestling. No, wrong one. Falsetto. Hey, you're right. Uh, sung through musical by a book. Yeah. So it's basically. Uh, yeah, because you know you kind of win. You know. I don't know. All right. It was all right, though. It was all right. Now give me a second. You know give me, give me a second, guys. Give oh. me a second. Give oh, me a second. We're starting. Yeah. Oh, give me a second. Give me a second. Mike one. It's hashtag Rebel Time. All right, bro. It's been a crazy 48 hours, but before we get started, Leo, how are you, bro? Episode 187. I am very good. What's up to all the people that are there with us? What up to Ismael Baez, or like white people like to say, Ismael Baez. Ismael. Ismael Desario. <laughs> and uh, Jessica Hoffman, uh, first person on the chat, says, good morning, guys. How are you? Uh, by the way, before we go any further, thank you to all the people that are going back and listening to the podcast version. Uh, we're looking at you over there in India and in Ireland. We got people listening to us in Ireland, bro. You and we're that? big on the Ohio market yeah, for whatever yeah. reason. And Belgium, Belgium too, Belgium too. So, what up, Mario? I'm I'm chilling. <laughs> I'm I'm hang I'm hanging in there, you know, uh, taking things day by day. Ryan, what's going on, brother? How are you, man? Yeah, good. I got no complaints, man. I'm I'm good. I'm here, and uh, ready to talk about some interesting stuff. Like you said, that happened in the last 48 hours. It's been pretty exciting. So, oh man, ready the, to go, dude. The last 48 hours have been so crazy, man, and. This is as a wrestling fan, you're like, wow, man, wrestling could just be so dope and exciting. And you see this and you didn't see this coming or whatever. It, it's just it's just dope to be mm-hmm. a wrestling fan. So let's start. We're going to we're going to do things a little bit differently today. We normally talk about like 
Uh, some WWE stuff that's happening. We normally talk WWE. about dynamite this weekend, but huh. this time around, just based on the craziness of the last forty eight hours, I think we're gonna start with Rampage, and let's get into it, man. <laughs> Christian Kenny Omega, they did not disappoint. They no. gave us one hell of an opener for Rampage on the debut episode, and even with the hell of an, uh, the, an opener that they performed, they gave us the, the the match. I still felt like they held back a little bit, you know, for all out. You think so? Yeah, and ultimately, Christian is now your new Impact World Champion. And you know what? I don't hate it. Would I have loved Kenny Omega to continue doing this belt collector gimmick? Absolutely. But you know what? I don't think the doors officially closed on that gimmick based on what we got on, at Triple Mania, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. I ultimately think that we're, this is going to lead into a title versus title match at All Out, which is going to make the match feel bigger. And I'm cool with it, man, because I, I honestly see Kenny Omega... Going into Impact's Bound for Glory in October as the Impact World Champion. But yeah. overall, I, I thought this match was incredible, man. They held back. I think their all-out match is they're, they're probably going to try to top what they they gave us in Rampage. But all in all, man, this match was great, man. And, and congrats to Christian, man, being, uh, I think he's now a, a five-time world champion, if I'm not mistaken, by uh, um, him capturing the Impact World Championship on Friday night. But yeah, props well, four, to both Four in TNA. I thought it was three, two. Three. I thought it was two in TNA and then two in WWE. No, because he had won 2011 in TNA when he first got there, 2012, and now 2021. Well, don't forget about the NWA. Right, look that up, Leo. Go on right now. Uh, hey, so, uh, Ryan, talk to me about this match mm. and just what, what 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 we got here at Rampage. Well, I'm glad they had a good match because I think that's a, what a lot of people were worried about because obviously we're not getting the Hangman Page-Kenny match, which is what everybody wanted at All Out. And when Christian was announced to be the number one contender for this match, um, on Dynamite this past week, there was a lot of booze from the crowd. And I think uh, that really says a lot about, you know, uh, how people feel about this match. And I saw just a bunch of complaints on Twitter. Nobody wants to see Christian in there. Um, you know, again, unfortunately, we're not getting Hangman, okay? It's, it's circumstances out of his control. Yep. He's having a baby. He's yep. out on, on leave. So mm -hmm. who is the, the most logical person to, to fight Kenny Omega on? Kind of short notice, I guess you would say, too, because they were building towards the Hangman match. Uh, Christian makes all the sense in the world, really. I mean, if if, if you want to, like, come up with somebody else to put in there, like, I'd love to know who and, and why they deserve to be in there. But, again, the rankings, they say that Christian, obviously, he's been undefeated. It just makes sense, okay? And Christian could take the loss. It's not going to hurt him. It's not going to be like it's going to be some young guy who's just going to get squashed by Kenny, and that'll be that. Uh, so mm -hmm. I'm glad they had a good match because that's encouraging. They're going to kill it on the pay-per-view. I was really surprised uh, they gave the impact belt to, to Christian. I don't necessarily hate it, but I just don't understand it. Um, I guess they had to do it since, like, Kenny can't be Christian two times in a row. Um, so you get Christian, Christian pins Omega, and then now at All Out, Kenny can get his W back. I think their impact belt is going to be on the line there. It's probably going to be a winner take all. It's to make and, the uh, match feel bigger and then yeah. give Christian yeah. something. It's just kind like of to winner, add like another layer. Is add another layer to the match to make the match right. feel bigger. Because like what you said, to add on to what you said, you know, a lot of people were down on Christian getting this title shot at All Out. And we heard it in Pittsburgh on Wednesday night for Dynamite. But now fast forward to Rampage, that crowd turned around because of the performance. And people were hyped. For Christian beating Kenny Omega. And, you know, who would have thought that in 2021, Christian returning from wrestling, no. beating Kenny Omega for a world title, you know? After, after he had retired. Uh, so you have here the right. number, and thank you to Ismael Baez. Uh, he said four, so he was the Impact World Champion. 
He is the current Impact World Champion. He was two-time, like Ryan said, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, but we don't count that one. Uh, and then in WWE, he was two-time World Heavyweight Champion. So there you go. So okay. all in all, four. So we were right, more or less. And, and, and um, like I said, I, I don't... Not that I hate it. I, was, I think I was a little bit more um, surprised with what we got at Triple Mania than what we got on Friday night. I just think because I, I yeah. feel like ultimately Kenny Omega is going to get this impact title back at all out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have no doubts that he is. I mean, come, come on. Like, how would they? They just did this whole angle with Jay White coming in, right? And like, obviously, it seems like it's leading towards Bound for Glory, the main event, Kenny Omega versus Jay White, right? They're not just going to scrap that out of nowhere because then why the hell is Jay White even in impact to begin with? Right. So they're going to have to circle back to this. And again, I think it was just, like you said, to make the match at all out seem that much bigger. And, um, you know, I don't know, I guess just to add another championship to Christian's accolade, I don't think he's going to win the AEW World Championship, at least not anytime soon. Um, so, you know, I guess Impact just wanted to freshen things up maybe a little bit. And, um, you know, hey, I mean, like I said, I don't hate it. I just didn't really understand it. But like I said, he's going to get the win back, so it's all good. Uh, how about the way he sold that kill switch on the chair, man? I thought that yeah. ending was awesome. Yep. Um, obviously, you know, he wasn't a clean victory. I mean, it was, but, like, you know, there was a distraction from Don Callis. And the Bucks. Yeah. You know, so yeah, right, all, all that shenanigans. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a great ending. Like you said, the crowd was so hot. It was a great moment. Definitely a great moment, and I'm happy for Christian. And he's also a great guy. He is a great guy. It, it, anything you want to add on the on the Miro and Fuego del Sol match? I, I You know, um, congrats to Fuego for finally being all elite. I think for the, the little offense that Fuego got, man, that crowd was reacting and giving Fuego a big pop for for him um but you know there, there was no chance that he was going to beat uh miro for the no. tnt championship there's no, no way but is there anything yeah. you want to add on to that yeah i mean just a, just a great moment for for the kid you know he's he, he's going to be really in the aw nothing more than a jobber i'll be honest um you know i mean could he end up being tnt champion one day maybe i mean he's super over i mean the crowd is so hot for him all the time <clears throat> um that's why they keep bringing him back i know he's big on sammy Guevara's vlog he's yep. just very very uh popular so and I kind of, I kind of like. Once they started bringing him back after they left Jacksonville, I was like, okay, well, this guy either has to be signed, or they definitely have plans to sign him because they're not just going to keep bringing him back and, and just, you know, doing away with him after a certain amount of time. And the way he sold that Alistair Black kick, um, you know, listen, the, the guy just seems like a guy that just goes in there, does whatever they ask. He doesn't really complain about anything, and you know, well earned contract for the kid, and uh, you know. I'm sure he'll spend most of the time on AEW Dark and things like that. But like you said, he's massively over, and that always helps, man. When a guy like that is over, you have to at least, you know, feature him and push him in some sort of way because, you know, that says a lot. So, uh, yeah, the match itself, it was whatever, but after the match, it was just a feel-good moment. You could see the reaction uh, when he found out that he got that contract. I'm pretty sure that was a shoot because yeah. just by his facial, He was very he, choked he, up. He, choked up yeah, Jones he, over there. <laughs> he just didn't see that coming. So it was an awesome moment. And for Sammy to be there, uh, really cool stuff. I feel like he's going to be the um, kind of like the Leon Ruff of AEW. Like super over. He'll probably be put in, in, in spotlight matches, but he's not going to do much in that. But, hey, he has job security now. He's going to get paid. Right, so right. good for him, man. Exactly. And he's young. That doesn't mean that, you know, five years from now, he might be in a different position. We don't know. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we'll see where it goes. But the fact that he's massively over – that helps him out immensely. And he's fairly new, right? Like in, in the spotlight type of thing? 
Or has he been around for a while? Already? I mean, he's he's been getting over with the AEW audience, you know, on Dark and Dark Elevation for the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. No, but yeah, I mean, like, was, so when somebody like that, and you're gonna show him and showcase him on your on your TV, um, you have people that are emotionally invested. So in other words, you are gonna move the needle, and people are gonna tune in to kind of follow him. Is he gonna be world champion? I don't think so. But you know, at least you have. You're doing different storylines. You're not just sticking to the top. You're doing storylines further down in the card. Yep. So, Dali. All right. Britt Baker, Red Velvet. I think Red Velvet, because I, I want to praise so much Britt Baker, but I just want to start with Red Velvet real quick. She has a lot of potential. A mm-hmm. lot of potential. Um, you know, she's good in the ring or whatever. I think she's still trying to find herself as a character, and that's not taking nothing away from her because I see a lot of potential with her. My only criticism on her has nothing to do with her in-ring work or whatever. I think her theme song is god-awful. <laughs> <laughs> her theme song is so fucking annoying. I cannot stand it. But besides that, um, you know, she, she kind of has like this star look to her. She has a lot of potential, but Britt Baker, man, how over is she, man? When we oh, talk man. about women's wrestlers of the year at the end of the year, Britt Baker's going to be on top of that list. Easily. I mean, I know they were in Pittsburgh, but even like outside of Pittsburgh, right. she's been getting right. insane reactions. Like when she does the DMD, man, like she doesn't even do it into the microphone anymore. She just does the yep. the hand gesture and the kind of like the analyst over. of the LOC. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Same thing, but uh, different. <laughs> in, 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 in my case, though, the crowd isn't taking over. I, you have to actually say it. <laughs> what are you talking about, Ryan? The crowd loves it. Yeah, right? And Leo did not put my volumes up. <laughs> good job, Leo. Good I'm job. I'm over here trying to fix the shot. Make sure it looks good. Go ahead. There you go. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought that match was good. And uh, like you said, the Brit was like an ultimate baby face, obviously, in her hometown. And then, um, you know, post-match, it, it got interesting, man. Jamie Hayter is back. Um, I think a lot of people forgot about her. And she just comes back out of nowhere. Now you know who's one of those people old. that forgot about her? Me. And when, I, when yeah. I tell you the level of congratulations I gave myself, I'm going to tell you why I gave myself a congratulations, right? I just got caught up in the moment of watching Rampage. I'm listen. I was watching Rampage live, which is something I rarely do with these mm-hmm. shows. I never watch these shows live because I'm working. Right. I got home right in time for Rampage or whatever. So I was feeling like the energy, the moment, like from the start of the show to the finish, right? Me being such a schmuck and a mark. I had a mark moment. I ain't going to lie. I had a mark <laughs> moment, okay? I'm watching the show, and I see this woman, right, go in there. And I completely forgot who Jamie Hayter was for a quick second. Like, I forgot who she was, right? Did you say, who is that? No. No? They had a side shot of her. You know who I thought it was? I'm like, there's no way they signed her. Do you think, who do you think I thought it was, Ryan? AJ Lee. I don't know. My dumbass thought it was Becky Lynch. No. <laughs> Come on, oh Mario. I, I just got caught up in the moment. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, no, that's not Becky Lynch. Because I, oh, I got like a, I got like a side like shot of her, right? So like, if let me put it this way, right? Because I know people are gonna crap on me, which is fine. I had a mark moment. It's okay. It happened. <laughs> we all. I had a mark moment. The only difference is I actually take showers, and you know, <laughs> um, yeah, you use deodorant. Yeah, and I use deodorant or whatever. But no, so I, I kind of took one of these looks, right? You know how when you look at something, you go like this real quick. When you like, like, kind of like move your head, a double take or whatever. Sometimes you see things that might not be there. So what I saw was kind of like a, a, you know, a reddish, orangish hair type female, and like just a side shot. And I'm like, is that Becky Lynch? And then 
two seconds later, I'm like, no, it's not. And then I gave myself a congratulations. <laughs> come on, Mario. <laughs> Did you tell yourself, come on, Mario? No, I gave myself a con- <laughs> congratulations. I played myself. That's what I gave myself. But um, you must have like, you must have been on an incredible high for that three seconds that you thought it was her, and then you it came all the way down when you realized it was it's like, Jamie Hayter. It was like, burr, burr, burr. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so how do you feel about uh, Jamie being now a Britt Baker's heater? I mean, yeah, I think it's. I think it could work. It's got a lot of potential. Um, she's you know, from UK, kinda, right? This chick, this chick's from the UK. Uh, yeah, she she did a lot of work in um in stardom. I know that. Um, and then she she had a, a brief stint in AEW before the pandemic. Uh, you know, on Dark, I think. Actually, she was on Dynamite a few times. Her and um and somebody else. And I I don't. They obviously didn't. Uh, sign Sadie Gibbs. Sadie Gibbs. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I love um, well, actually, gifts. they did sign her, and then they released her. But anyways, um, yeah, listen, I haven't seen much of Jamie Hayter, but from what I hear, she's a really good talent. And, uh, man, that women's division just keeps getting better and better, and you love to see it from where they once were and to now where it is. I mean, Christ, it, it's just a complete 360. It's unbelievable. Um, I think this could work, though, because I, I, I just feel like Jamie Hayter is more believable to be a, Heater. you know, like uh, yeah right a heater instead of somebody like rebel now rebel is just uh she's a clumsy doofus you know i I like rebel but i just feel like she's just not really like you can't really take her serious but you know what it is about rebel too she's like she has like such a strong fan base and she's beloved like the day Britt baker turns on her the crowd's gonna shit all over Britt baker because rebel's over too to to her extent also yeah but the thing with rebel is like she's terrible in the ring. no 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 like, no absolutely right terrible. right so, like, right if, if brit was ever going to turn on her like what would rebel do like i know she she does she's the makeup artist uh backstage i don't even know if you know that or anybody else knows that but she's one of the makeup artists so she that that's a, that's her role her job there and i guess she started getting over on screen they, they put her with brit baker but if brit turns on her it's not like i want to see like a brit versus rebel match like like i don't want to see her in the ring ever though this role works for her <laughs> but i also think jamie hater being being there as well just makes makes it more legitimate. Hater Jamie Hater is pretty much the warlow to Brits MJF. Yeah, pre- I mean, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see where they they roll with it, but right now it certainly seems like that. Yeah. All right, dude. Um, where do we go from here? Let's uh, let's talk about. All right, we're gonna leave the speculation of what's gonna happen next week towards the tail end of the show. We'll leave that. You know, we'll take a pause on Rampage and we'll talk about that. You know, towards the end of the show. Uh-huh. All right, let's talk about Triple Mania. Okay. I ended up watching. So I did a post earlier uh, yesterday talking about, hey, we got two big shows happening. We got Triple A's Triple Mania, and then we also have the New Japan Resurgence show. Right, two big shows, pay per view quality cards or whatever. A lot of people were hitting me up. Ask me, how can I watch Triple Mania? Because this is the problem with Triple A. While they put on some crazy cards, right? Crazy shows like the one we had last night. When it comes to like promoting, when it comes to promotion, they do a terrible job. They do a terrible job. So a lot of people had to like find. um, Google it. (laughs) They pretty much had to find ways to find it. Uh, There was a rumor that you weren't able to watch this show on the U.S. So, like, there was this uh, dude that uh, works for Lucha Blog. He put on a link, and he was, like, streaming the whole thing on Twitch. That's how I watched it. But I know some people said that they were also streaming it on YouTube. I don't know if that was, like, on the actual AAA account or somebody was just streaming it on YouTube for their own account. I'm not sure. But I know people were watching it on YouTube. I was watching it on Twitch. 
Um, I want to start with the Diana Perazzo Fabia Apache match. Fabia. I thought this match was really, really good. And I was so happy for Diana Perazzo before the match even started. I'm going to tell you why. When she came out, she had a moment where you could tell she was on like the verge of crying. Because I feel like yeah. at that point, this was like the biggest moment in her career. And she probably, I don't know, she probably just started reliving in her mind all the trials and tribulations she's been through in her career, whatever, you know, from kind of being like a, 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 a very young wrestler rookie, you know, in her early Ring of Honor days and in the independence. And then she got signed by the WWE and they completely just used her as an enhancement talent. And they probably like told her, like, no, we don't get the whole virtual gimmick or whatever. So she goes to Impact, completely reinvents herself. And now she's having this huge moment in AAA. So she was like on the verge of crying before the match even started. Whatever. They have the match. The match is really, really good. She defeats Fabia for the Reinas de Reinas championship. Now she's a double champion. And then when she's holding both titles, that's when she finally breaks down. And you can't blame her. It's such a huge moment in her career. It is the moment in her career. And I'm really happy for her. Not just because she she's a fellow Jerseyan, but because she's a really, really great wrestler. And just yeah. like Britt Baker... She's going to be high up on our list when it comes to women's wrestlers of the year. I mean, she's having quite the year. I mean, ever since, I mean, really, if you, if you count last year and this year, I mean, she's just been one of the best female wrestlers in the world. And, you know, I, I'm not going to say, oh, how did WWE drop the ball with her? Because I know how they did. They dropped the ball with a lot of people. Um, but you think? I'm so happy for all of her success ever since leaving. Uh, I knew that she had so much more to offer. I've mm -hmm. always been a big fan of her, Me but too. I'm glad she's getting everything that she deserves. I mean, literally working with the biggest names in, in the business. I mean, she's, she's going to defend the knockouts championship against Molina soon. Right. I mean, just, and she's eventually going to work with Mickey James, mm -hmm. uh, Fabio Apache. Like she literally has worked with so many awesome people and she's just killed it every single time. Like she is one of the best female wrestlers in the world today. And uh, I wasn't shocked that she won that championship. I had a feeling that was going to happen. Um, and then we'll see more of her down the line in AAA, obviously defending that belt at some point again. But like I said, I just couldn't be happier for all of her success. Uh, I'm a big fan of her. Uh, the gimmick is perfect, too. Mm -hmm. how, how WWE didn't understand the virtuoso gimmick. I mean, Christ, look it up in the Urban Dictionary and just figure out what it means and roll with it. I mean, come on. Right. Um, it was perfect. Though. And like you said, that moment where she kind of broke down, it just tells you everything. About I, I, felt, I felt, I felt, I felt, I felt emotional for her just watching right, her kind right. of break down because it's like all her trials and tribulations to finally getting this moment. Like I said, this is the biggest moment in her career, and now she has two titles. And I hope to see her rock that title on Impact too. And maybe she she goes like, "Hey, I'm now the new belt collector." Go somewhere down those lines or whatever. Right. And right. maybe she pops belt. up in AEW. With both titles also, like they're so you know, they that's one thing about the Forbidden Door that I don't like. We need to see more interaction with these women in all these promotions. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's what everybody's waiting for is for Deanna to, to show up on AEW. Um, but also too, like during that Bound for Glory um promo video that aired during Slam Anniversary mm -hmm. when they were advertising Bound for Glory, Triple A was one of the promotions that said uh that was gonna be involved in Bound for Glory this year too. So that's also interesting. Um Maybe we get a rematch right. uh, between these two or yep. winner take all or something like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, Triple A and um, Impact, they got that partnership together. So, you know, and obviously AEW too with Kenny Omega. So 
yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, where this goes and who Deanna faces next. But like I said, I, I'm just so happy for her. She she deserves all of all of these, these accolades and all the success that she's currently getting right now. Absolutely, absolutely. I do. Let's talk about Andrade Kenny Omega. If you heard Hugo Savinovich on commentary, he kept on dubbing this the dream match. And in many aspects, this was a dream match because you go back to last year, nobody would ever thought that we would see Andrade versus Kenny Omega anywhere, yeah. right? The match was really, really, really good. But prior to the match, we had this backstage moment. Oh, not that one. Okay. That where Andrade <laughs> was in his locker room and Conan was going to go talk to him, saying like he was going to accompany him to the ring or whatever. And Andrade was like, no, I have someone that else is going to accompany to the ring with me. That means a lot to me. The second he said that, I already knew it was Ric Flair. So Did what you, does Conan do? Conan then goes to Kenny Omega's locker room and tells, tells him, listen, I got a proposition for you where it's going to guarantee you to, for you to keep your mega championship. So Kenny Omega's like, okay, let's talk or whatever. So Conan now goes into Kenny's locker room. So Kenny Omega comes out first. He comes out with Conan. And he gets a pop, you know. That, that, that's what it's the the AAA Mexican crowd. I find I find it very similar to like how a New Japan crowd is. Like they'll just cheer for anyone, whether they're heel or face. If they're into you, mm -hmm. they're gonna be into you, whatever. I see Kenny Omega fucking too sweeting with people, and then Conan yeah. tells him on his ear, he's like, "Man, don't don't listen to these people. Don't pay attention to these people. Whatever. You're the champ. You're the champ. Just talking shit." Mm -hmm. Out comes Andrade. Big pop for Andrade. Big presentation for Andrade. And then the music stops and Rick fucking Flair comes out. What a fucking moment. Hugo Savinovich is fucking losing his mind on commentary. Saying like, Rick Flair's in the house, baby. He's at Triple Mania 29. He's just losing his mind or whatever. Yeah. Rick Flair comes out with such swag. And yeah, dude, I guess Ric Flair didn't have a 90-day clause because he showed up at Triple Mania. I don't think that 90-day goes to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Saying. yeah, see, that's why I didn't have any thought in my mind that it would be him uh, because he literally just left. This must have been done, like, really quick, like, last minute, like, out of nowhere. I'm sure Andrade, it was probably maybe his idea. Uh, he pitched it to Rick, and Rick was like, yeah, man, like, I'm all in. It's so cool to see that, like, too, like, you know, his future father-in-law, yep. like, Father-in-law, uh, my ass, Prince Shakif Daniel. <laughs> why are you reading that jerk off's name? Why <laughs> do you? Why did I change it? No, why changed it? Why do you? Why do you love Leo to give attention and but give spotlight to look, so, so schmucks see, like that jerk off? See, this is my screen, right? And he's like right behind there. Right, this see? is what we're gonna do for now on. We're not gonna give attention to these fucking schmucks anymore. These pecker ass. That's why I blocked them. See, I blocked the picture in the thing. Leo, shut up. Sorry. <laughs> Ryan, go ahead. Ryan, go ahead. Nah, but yeah, it was just like you said, it was a crazy moment to see Rick there in, in AAA. And like I said, him aligning himself with Andrade is perfect, man. It's, it is just so perfect. Uh, he got physical, too, in the match. Which I yeah. It was awesome. You yep. know, Kenny Omega bumping for Ric Flair in 2021. I mean, God, wrestling is just unbelievable, man. Like, you just can't ever predict this type of shit. Like, he must have been marking out inside uh, for, you know, bumping for Rick and all that. Uh, the double figure fours I thought was really, really cool. And the match was good. Um, it wasn't I, great. It was a good right. match. I think it took time to get going in the beginning. And it did, yeah. I, I think a lot of people, myself included, were expecting this like fast-paced action um, between these two guys. And we didn't get that. We kind of got like a slow burn. Um, they told a good story. Yep. But at the same time, I kind of expected this to be like, like a lot of people would be talking about this match. Like, 
this morning, like how much of a banger it was, how it was one of the best matches um, of the year. And it's just, it's not. Um, it's no. not going to be one of the matches nope. like you really talk about. It's not going to be a match put on the list. Good match. The at the end of the year. Good match. I'm no, not saying yeah, it was a... Not, but right. I would like to see... And I think I might have said this on the post when I talked about this match. I would like to see this match in a different environment, maybe out here yeah. in the States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe the presentation and maybe what we get will be different. Not saying the I'm match sure was, we'll, the ma- sure not we'll saying the match was terrible. It was a really good match. It just wasn't great. And that's okay. It, it happens. Listen, it wasn't bad, so that's good. I mean, listen, I mean, they put on a solid match, but I think the bar was so high, mm-hmm. uh, and they just didn't meet those expectations uh, that a lot of people had. And I saw a lot of people, too, in the chat on Twitch, too, saying the same thing. A lot of people said they were disappointed. You know, disappointed might be an exaggeration a little bit. I mean, come on. Like, it was a good match. <sighs> you know, People so, just fucking complain. Like, listen, I get, like, you have high hopes. Oh, I'm expecting, like, a, a quote-unquote five-star, six-star, seven-star our classic but like if the match was good the match was good they just they just didn't have a a, a, you know uh a a banger like that it was the match was good i was entertained i enjoyed it for what it was right yeah me too like i said you can't can't ever complain when kenny omega's in the ring these are the same people that bitch and moan about every little thing right and they watch a three-hour show that does absolutely nothing so at the end of the day, this match was good. Be okay with it. Yeah, man. That, that yeah, is man. true. Sorry, Ray. Uh, two, two more things uh, about this. Um, Hugo, Hugo on commentary did say that Charlotte was in attendance. Um, and I found that very interesting when he said that. And also, uh, you know, Leo is actually uh, friends with Hugo Savinovich. Um, I don't know if you got to see this, Leo, but I, I also was like, oh, man, this is a pretty cool moment. Ric Flair went to the commentary booth and mm-hmm. hugged Hugo Savinovich. And Hugo was like, I love you, brother, whatever. And they gave himself each other like a real, you know, a good brother hug right there. And, you know, just a couple of great guys just acknowledging each other. And I don't know. I thought that was a really cool moment to see on camera, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely really cool. Um, you know, Ric Flair hasn't really done anything outside of WWE in a long time, ever since TNA uh, back back then. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just to see him out there and he's probably even himself, he's probably, I mean, he's not stupid. He, he knows what's out there. Right. Uh, I expect him to, to do something in AEW at some point, but, um, you know, I, I'm sure he's just loving life now. You know, I mean, at, at this point, he, there's so much out there and, you know, there's just so much for him to do instead of sitting on, on raw doing some stupid storyline with Lacey Evans and sitting you know, on catering. Some- Oh yeah, goodness. there's just so much more out there, so it's pretty cool to see. I mean, listen, I marked out for Ric Flair. I did last too. Night, I thought I didn't it was think pretty cool. I would mark out for Ric Flair ever again. It, it was such a cool moment, man, and you could tell he was just having fun too. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And, and you know what? It also goes to show you that how much of a relationship Andrade and, and Ric Flair has, because automatically people think like, oh, because you're dating my daughter, or whatever, me and you are going to have like a bond and a connection. But no, you could tell like it was organic, like the way Andrade and Ric Flair were like, you know like interacting with each other you could tell like it was organic and you could tell like there's actually a built-in relationship there yeah and that's why it's the coolest thing to see them align together because yeah of course everybody saw that video of andrade suplexing rick flair into the pool uh, a little (laughs) while ago but other than that you know we haven't really seen like yeah we see pictures of Mm -hmm. them together and stuff like that but you never really you don't know how they like interact but obviously you know rick flair loves him and um you know like i said i just feel like the the alignment between the two is just absolutely perfect. Listen, yeah. 
I don't hate the Chavo Guerrero, right. um, you know, right, 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 um, right. manager role in AEW. But man, I would love to see Rick take over and and manage Andrade in AEW. I think that would be awesome. But obviously, you know, they went from Vicky to Chavo. They're not just gonna pull Chavo for for right. Ric Flair now. I mean, may, maybe they will. I don't know. But uh, I would love to see that because it just makes it makes Andrade completely <clears throat> legitimate with Ric Flair by yeah. his side. Uh, one one more thing on, on Ric Flair and Andrade, and then we'll move on to New Japan. So I was telling this to to Leo when it was first like you know put out there that hey Andrade and Charlotte Flair are like an item, or whatever. The my biggest takeaway from from Charlotte and Andrade dating right and and soon to be married, we finally got a Latino in the Flair family. That that's yeah, what, that's me. that's my biggest thing. That's why yeah, I'm so happy. Baby. That's why. I, Fully support Charlotte and Andrade. We finally got a Latino in the Flair family. Big Re- pop. Big Re- pop from me. Big pop. Rep the rice, baby. Big <laughs> pop from me. Big pop from me. That makes me happy. I don't, I, I don't know how you feel about that, Ryan. You may just, to you, it might be I whatever. Mean, but like for yeah, me, as a, um, like a Latino, I'm like, yes. Yes, we got one. Yes. Putting some sasson. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I'm indifferent. But, yeah, I mean, that's, like I said, I think they're a great couple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they obviously uh, have something great going, so yep. I hope it lasts. And, like I said, Andrade is a great guy. Oh, he, he's definitely he's a great guy. Great, great guy. All right, dude. Uh, New Japan, bro, they put on a great show last night, too. I want to start with Moose and Ishii. Jesus Christ. Now, first of all, Moose giants over Ishii, like, so much. Like, I think oh, at gosh. one point in the match... Moose was on his knees, and they were, like, almost the same level. They were almost the same height. But, dude, they put on a fucking killer match, bro. Like, the crowd was super hyped for Moose and uh, Ishii, man. Yeah, not surprised in the slightest. I I knew this match would be killer. So cool to see these two guys uh, going at each other. Moose is completely shredded. He is so lean. He's in the best shape of his life. Listen, nothing against Impact. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to be here shitting on Impact, but I just feel like this guy leaves Impact, man. He is just a huge, huge star. I'm surprised he never jumped ship to, like, NXT or WWE. Uh, I know he's 37 right now, so I don't NXT probably wouldn't even take him. You know, he's, he's over the age limit. Um, but, listen, he just, I feel like, could be a <laughs> massive star if given a big platform, and I just don't feel like Impact is, is the biggest platform for him. Um, but, nonetheless... Listen, Ishii could have a great match with anybody. I mean, that's just been proven. This guy is one of the most underrated guys in wrestling. Uh, just kills it every single time. Um, and I just knew this this would be a hard-hitting, uh, just hoss fight. And that's exactly what it was, yep. man. It was just, like you said, from the get-go, I was entertained. And um, I thought it was a great, great match. I, I, I will, um, and, and not to try to defend Impact here or whatever, but I feel also... A lot of these people stay with Impact, you know, like an, a guy like Eddie Edwards and a, a guy like Sammy Callahan and a guy like Moose or whatever. It's like maybe they just love Impact that much and they treat them so good or whatever. And I would assume those three guys that I just named, and this is just me without knowing anything, I would think those are like on the top, top tier of guys that are getting paid pretty well, right, in Impact, I would assume, right? So that's why I think probably Moose stayed. Also... Now with this forbidden door being wide open off the hinges, you could, you know, when there's opportunities to work with different companies, whether it's a New Japan or AEW or, or a AAA, et cetera. So I think that's the reason why Moose would stay. But like you said, Moose is such a star. I think sooner rather than later, I, unless Impact is stupid, which, you know, sometimes they do mm-hmm. make questionable decisions. I think in 2022, you got to put the world title on this guy. 
I mean, how he hasn't been world champion already is just mind-boggling to me. I mean, he's been with the company now. It has to be at least four or five years he's been with the company, maybe even longer. Mm -hmm. I think Um, it's longer than that. Yeah, it probably is. And, hey, I respect the loyalty. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, that's like, listen, not a lot of people are loyal to Impact. Impact has always been this type of stepping stone where you go there and then obviously you get, you know, looked at from other places. Then you jump ship, you know, most notably to WWE. Uh, A lot of people have done that. But guys like Eddie Edwards and Moose, the guys that just keep re-signing with the company, Sammy Callahan is another one. Um, it's just, it, hey, listen, it's it's great to see. I respect it 100%. And if that is what works for him and his family, then, hey, I, I mean, who am I to say? I just feel like if this guy was in WWE, I mean, listen, it's WWE, so who knows? I just feel like <laughs> this guy is a star that you just can't – it's impossible for them not to make him a star. Like, he's just like – Look at the presence, his look, uh, the way he is in the ring, how agile he is. I mean, this dude is just everything that I feel like Vince would want. Um, and listen, like I said, I just every time I see him in in a different on a different platform, like New Japan, for example, with Ishii, right. I just it, it just makes me wish that he was on a different show or, and featured in a different way every single week. Uh, because, like I said, I just feel like he has so much star potential. Yeah. Damn, mm. his his wife divorced him after he said he was going into wrestling. Sorry, I was just reading his thing. Uh, five years, <laughs> five years. That's five, how long he's been in Five TNA. years with Impact, huh? Yeah, uh, 2016 oh, wow. he made his uh, debut, so going on six now. You know, compared to when I first saw Moose in Ring of Honor, man, you want to talk about transformation when it comes to physique, man. Moose yeah. is just yeah. I, I don't, I don't. You know, his workout, um, you know, whatever he does working out, man. It's a complete drastic change. Good for him, man. Good for Moose. He, and even wrestling-wise, he's improved so much. Like, he's a really, really great wrestler now, man. Like, whew. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, he, he came from football, right, mm-hmm. when he was in, yep. R- yep. in Ring of Honor. So I think he, he played for the Falcons at one point. Yeah. Uh, but you could tell that he had so much potential right off the bat. Uh, he was a little green at first. But, man, yeah, I mean, years years and years later, he's just turned this around completely. And now he's facing guys like Ishii. I mean, Christ. Like you said, he's he he's a star. Yeah, he definitely is. All right, let's talk about the Good Brothers facing off with Moxley and a mystery tag partner, and that tag partner was Yuji Nagata. Listen, no disrespect to the legend Yuji Nagata, but I think a lot of people with this forbidden door being wide open, I think a lot of people were expecting either Eddie Kingston or Sammy Callahan, which would be the return yeah. of the Switchblade <clears throat> tag team. Uh, it's, you know, um, I don't want to say disappointing, but I'm like, oh, okay. It's it's okay. Whatever. (laughs) You know, I I think a lot of people were expecting like a different partner for, for Mox and we didn't get that. And yeah, the match was what it was. I don't think it was a bad match. It was, it was, you know, it was a a fun, entertaining match for what it was. But I think the biggest moment here was post-match. When the Good Brothers are cutting a promo, the mic's not fucking working. So Carl Anderson oh is God. the Carl Anderson. Are, listen, I gotta give New, New Japan two congratulations, but I'm gonna leave that you know in a little bit. I'll, I'll talk about that later. So Carl Anderson at this point he's just screaming, and out comes the Gorillas of Destiny. So we finally get this face off, Bullet Club Warfare, another tease for Bullet Club Warfare, and I'm all about this man. I think it's long overdue. Finally getting. Um, this feud within Bullet Club, it's an extent, right? The elite, whatever. It's still mm-hmm. Bullet Club with Jace. But um, the Good Brothers, Girls of Destiny, who knows? We might get it in Philly. Maybe we get it in a pay-per-view. I don't know where we're going to get this match, but this but match is... It. But we need this match, and this match is money. 
Yeah, um, as far as Yuji Nagata goes, I was actually watching it on FaceTime with uh, one of my friends, and you know, I don't really know who we expected. Okay, we we, we were thinking either like like you said, as, well, I, I was thinking either Eddie Kingston or um, Shota Umino. Oh yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, so those were the two guys that came to my mind. I was like, wow, Eddie Kingston in New Japan would be freaking awesome. Yep. And then when Yuji Nagata comes out, we both said we were just looking looking at each other like what. And my boy goes, why couldn't they just announce this? Like, why, why right. is this a surprise? Like, like I, like I said, like this is no like mark out moment. You I mean, want to pop the, the crowd? Marks, I don't think this would have happened. But you wanted to give a fucking huge pop to the crowd? Imagine it was Okada. Oh my god! Oh yeah, forget about it. Listen, uh, it, it should have been somebody worthy of a surprise, and right. Yuji Nagata was not worthy of the surprise. Nothing against Yuji Nagata. <laughs> Uh, it's great to see him in there. I'm still motorboating at 50-something years old, for Christ's sake. Um, and we just saw the match he had with Mox on Dynamite um, right. a few months ago. But, I mean, listen, this match wasn't for the tag titles or anything. Right. This, was, this was just a regular tag match. Um, you know, I just don't see why this had to be that big of a deal uh, to be a surprise. <laughs> it, was, it was okay for what it was. But, uh, yeah, post-match is what a lot of people should be talking about. And that's finally we're going to get this head-to-head battle between, you know, the Bullet Club, uh, former OG Bullet Club. Actually, both both OG Bullet Clubs, really, because you got Tama Tonga and you got Carl Anderson in there. They're both the OGs. And then, um, you know, you got Doc Gallows and uh, Tonga Loa. It, it, it's a really great matchup, too, because you have Tonga Loa matching up with Doc and then, obviously, yeah. the two OGs with Tama Tonga and Carl Anderson. I, I, I think, you know, visually, it, it's really it's such a dope matchup. It is. And, uh, you know, I just hope, I well, not hope, I wish that, like, the tag titles, like the New Japan tag titles were still um, on the Gorillas of Destiny, too. Because that tag division is so bad that I feel like this could be a, a good feud uh, for those tag belts. I mean, maybe there will be, they'll, they'll revisit it at some point. But, I mean... I don't know why why uh, Zack Saber Jr. and Taichi are playing, you know, hot potato with Naito and Sonata. <laughs> well, it's just I, I was so I was thinking this yesterday, um, late night, because I stayed up. You know, I was barely tired watching this New Japan show, yeah. but I was watching this, and, and I know people hate, you know, the the oversaturation of titles. But you know, if they're making this New Japan strong, like a legit brand. I think, like, sooner rather than later, I wouldn't be surprised seeing some tag straps in there. I know. I mean, listen, like I said, that that tag division has just been so dead for a long time. They just don't have tag teams over in New Japan. Um, so I've been anxiously waiting for the Good Brothers to to pop back up in Japan. Right, right, I right. I know they can't with the circumstances mm-hmm. right now. But, I mean, that, that team will help. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I just hate when... I mean, you could tell how desperate they are when they put the tag belts on Tanahashi and Ibushi that one time, and then Naito and Sonata. It's just that they just don't have tag teams over there. So that's one of the things that I'd like to see change about New Japan is just beef up that tag division again. Um, so again, this match, wherever it happens, you know, it could- I, I would like see like selfishly, I'd love that love for it to happen in Philadelphia. But at the same time, I just feel like this match would be so much bigger in Japan. I want to be now that I think about it. I want to be surprised if this match happens at Battle for Glory for the Impact Tag Titles, or that too. Yeah, I mean that's very possible. Very mm-hmm. possible. Yeah. Well, regardless of where it happens, I'm really excited for this matchup, man. Uh, oh yeah. You know, and and eventually, what I would like to see is actually 
a legit like either a five on five bullet club s warfare oh. type match or you know i i know you know war games is like a very a popular thing that's happening and, and we got some more uh, news on war games that's happening in gcw that i want to talk about in a little bit but you know I know if hypothetically speaking here, let's say the the War Games match was to happen, if they, they even go in that direction, right? If it's to happen, like, let's say in an impact, right? And, and I know a lot of people will be like, oh, well, it'd have to happen in an impact. But, like, let's say if it were, were to happen in an impact, you know, they could do, like, Lethal Lockdown, which is, like, War Games-esque. Yeah, right. They could do right. that. Um, I don't see that happening, but that's just an idea that popped in my head. I mean, yeah, it's a good idea. I think a lot of people would be pissed if it happened in an impact. Uh-huh. Uh-huh as opposed to anywhere else. But I just feel like, yeah, I mean, that, that five on five to do in some war games esque match, uh, would just be freaking so, awesome. So I mean, who, let, let me know where that's happening. And, and if it's within flying distance, I'll be there for that. Or, you know, I'll definitely buy that pay-per-view wherever, right. wherever that is. But that's odd. That's where the culmination of this has got to be. It's got to end in a huge way. I don't know who goes over, but this bullet club warfare is just going to be fun. So you have the elite on one side. So you have, Kenny Omega, the Good Brothers, and then the Young Bucks, and then yeah. for Bullet Club, if I had to hypothetically just guess right now, right, it would be Jay mm-hmm. White, the Grills of Destiny, maybe ELP and Chris Bay, since he's a new member of the Bullet Club. If I had to take a wild guess, or maybe they put someone else in for Chris Bay. What do you think? Yeah, see, I don't, I, I don't like the addition of of Chris Bay and, and ELP in that, just because I just feel like now I don't know who else I would put in there. I'm gonna try and think of who's who the hell's in the uh, Ishimori. Club. Yeah, Shimori, um, you still got bad luck folly. I don't know. I just feel like you need you need to put people in there that have the history with like the good brothers and the elite, um, and ELP and, and Chris Bay are like fairly new. So I just I, I don't know. I mean, I guess they those two could be a possibility. I, the reason why I mentioned ELP is cause he's like fairly popular. He's very, very yeah. popular, man. And I'm like, man, I, I feel like he needs to be in a match like this. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see it. Um, I don't know, man. Chris Bay, we, we could talk about that another time. I don't know how I feel about him being Bullet Club, unless <laughs> unless he shows up in like, yeah, unless he shows up in the Super Junior Division and goes over there. I mean, I don't really see why they're adding more people. To Bullet Club. <laughs> Ryan just doesn't want to hear it. No, I just, I really don't. And this, it doesn't need to be that many more people being added to this group. But, anyways, yeah, I would love to see that, and um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see who. They would uh, New Japan would pick to, to side with Jay White besides uh, the Grills of Destiny, but either way, maybe this has got to happen. Maybe maybe we could put in um, Evil in the match. How about that? Oh oh God! See, I forgot he was evil. Huh. <laughs> you just poking the bear. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Really. Uh, okay. 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 Let's move on. Let's move on, bro. We got a big surprise in New Japan. So in AAA Triple Mania, we got Ric Flair as a surprise, and in New Japan, who do we get? The Commonwealth Kingpin Will Osprey. The return of the aerial assassin he shows up in new japan all swagged out with his suit shades crowds pop and he's talking smack before he even gets on the mic he cuts this great promo it's i feel like it was a very pipe bomb-esque he just goes in on like new japan aw talk shit about moxley he talks shit about shingle he's just going off dude and you know what he makes some strong points. For example, he talks about like he all he needed was four months. That's all he needed needed to recover from his neck injury. Mm-hmm. What happened? They strip him from the title just because he broke his neck for the company. Not like we're not just saying that as just a saying like, "Hey, I broke my back for the company." No, this man legit broke his neck for New Japan and won his match to retain the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. 
and all he needed was four months. And what did they do? Yeah. New Japan offices strip him from the title, and we obviously have a new champion in Shing- and new champion in Shingo. What happens now? Will Osprey says, "Listen, Moxley was the United States champion for over a year. You didn't strip him from the title, okay? I just needed four months. Why did I get stripped?" He calls Shingo an interim world champion, and then he pulls out the real world heavyweight champion, and he said he's the real champion, and he plans on defending it out here in the States in New Japan Strong, which will be his new home until New Japan can work out a deal with him. So now it looks like we have two world champions in New Japan, bro. I love it. I love it already. I love the storyline. It's great. I am so happy Will Ospreay's back. Way sooner than I thought. I said this to you off the air before. I could have sworn this guy would have been out at least until the end of the year. I mean, I was so worried about his future uh, just because this is not, this is just one too many neck injuries at this point for this guy. Yep. Um, but man, so happy to see him back. Killed the promo. And I love where the storyline is headed, man. Because Me too. He has a point. Listen, I'll give New Japan the benefit of the doubt. Obviously, they didn't know how long he'd be out for. You, you can't, I mean, this is the world championship we're talking about. This isn't some like, you know, just like the U.S. championship where that where you know they just can put it off for some some time. Um, listen, they needed to to move forward, right. and they pulled it from him. And I don't hate it. I don't really fault them for it. He does have a good point though, storyline wise, like yep. kayfabe wise. Like, why did they pull it off me when they kept it on Mox for over a year? Um, he, yo, this guy just went off on not only on Moxley, not only on Shingo. He went off on AEW. He went off everybody. on everyone. It was such oh. a good promo. And I've always been a fan, and Leo knows this, I've always been a fan of storylines when you have two titles and them claiming they're the real champion Yeah, from their own perspective. Yeah. I've, oh, it's such a, it, it's a, it's a storyline that's been done multiple times, but I feel like these are one of the storylines that these wrestling companies actually do well with. Like, I, I'm such a fan of storylines like this. Because it makes sense, you know? It, it, it's uh, John Cena, CM Punk-esque from 2011, yep. that summer of Punk, too, when CM Punk came back uh with cult of personality with the the real you know um wwe championship and then you know he battled john cena at SummerSlam that year it just works and i think this is heading towards wrestle kingdom obviously it's a far far away um far ways away but i think it's building towards that double dash gold thing that mm-hmm. they do uh the two night thing it's ultimately going to end up with uh being osprey and shingo at the tokyo dome unification uh, man i i hope the osprey wins this championship yep. back because mm-hmm. i was Really enjoying his run um, with the uh, with his group. I'm drawing a blank on it right now. What's the group? Uh, called? United Empire. The United Empire. Um, I was really, really enjoying his run, and unfortunately, it came to to a quick halt. And um, like I said, that match he he needs to face Okada at the Tokyo Dome again uh, for the championship because that's what the match should have been before he got stripped. Um, I just feel like listen, this guy is one of the best wrestlers in the freaking world. He dodged a huge bullet with this injury. I, I'm, I'm saying it. He really dodged a huge yeah. bullet. He dodged that one injury uh, with Marty Spurl that one year, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, where he almost broke his neck and yep. ended his career. This one, again, similar thing, something with his neck. I mean, it's just going to take another neck injury for this guy's career to be over. And I hate to say that because he's so young and so talented. He's got so much more left to offer. But I fear for his career being cut short at some point. Utilize this guy right now while you have him. Don't take it for granted. Throw the belt back on him and let him just take off because I just feel like he was on the run of his life and it shouldn't have ended the way it did. May 20th was when he got hurt. That was that, that's the actual post that we put on Lucha Outsiders. Mm-hmm. May 20th was when he was hurt. We're only in August. 
so that, yeah, yeah, just about four months, give yeah. or take. That's crazy. I, I hope, and, and I don't see why New Japan wouldn't acknowledge this, but I hope, like, yo, they really go with Will Ospreay claiming he's the World War Champion and, and starts defending the title. I, I was telling you off air, where I, I wouldn't be surprised to see this guy in Philly for those New Japan strong tapings. Yeah, well, especially, too, to move tickets. I've been monitoring the ticket sales, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it doesn't really seem like they're moving that many tickets. So, yeah, I just feel like they, they are going to be forced to put a big name on these on these U.S. shows coming up. And like you said, Will Ospreay claims that New Japan Strong is going to be his home for the time being. Uh, we saw him call out some some young guns. We saw TJP get in there. We saw uh, Clark Connors and Carl Fredericks in yep. there. So I guess maybe he'll run through a lot of people. And you know what? It'll get a lot of eyes on the New Japan Strong show on Friday nights, too, because especially now with Rampage, you got SmackDown, you got Rampage, and you got New Japan. New Japan's kind of like, you know, in the shadows of those other two shows. Not many people are going to be tuning into that. But if you advertise Will Ospreay on there, could get some people to tune in. And, and the good thing about New Japan Strong, too, is you don't necessarily have to watch it, like, live. You could just watch right, it on demand right, in yeah. Japan World, which let's let's pivot before we talk about Jay White and, and David Finley real quick. I got to give a New Japan New Japan a congratulations. Go ahead. Congratulations. You played yourself. Why, Mario? For, for two reasons. One... <laughs> Get it together with your mic work, what, with with the mics. What, yeah. what happened last night with the mics? And here's my second congratulations for New Japan. They, for whatever reason, this flew under my radar. I don't know if you knew about this, Ryan. So mm-hmm. you're a New Japan World subscriber just like I am, right? We we pay yep. for our subscription, okay? This is a U.S. show, okay? Oh, U.S. Yeah, show. Yeah. Exactly what you're going to say. U.S. show. I go, boom, New Japan World. You, when you go on the New Japan page... You see two icons when there's for live shows. There's the Japanese yeah. commentary. There's the English commentary. I only saw Japanese, and I'm like, wait a minute. There, there's something's wrong here. This is a U.S. show. For whatever reason, New Japan decided to give the rights to Fight TV to only do English commentary on Fight TV, right? And then it'll show up on New Japan World, you know, at a later date, which will probably be like today or tomorrow, right? So live, you couldn't watch it in English? No. And no disrespect to the Japanese commentary, but why am I watching the New Japan feed live and I see Kevin Kelly on my screen, but I get no English commentary? (laughs) What the fuck, New Japan? Dude, um, so me and my buddy were talking about this too last night. We're we're big New Japan guys. Congratulations. You played yourself. When it comes to the U.S. side of of everything that New Japan does, they could not be any more clueless. They, like I said, why why are we paying for New Japan World and we can't even get this shit in English? But the people paying $20 on Fight TV get it in English. Like, why are we paying for New Japan World to get it days later? I'm not going back and watching the show days later with English commentary. I'm just not. Yeah, me I'm either. not going back to listen. I'm not not watching it last night. No, I watched I it too. I watched and it too. Waiting, right. And waiting for the English days later. I mean, give me a break. And right, at least don't even show us on the screen. We're seeing Aiden English, Kevin Kelly, and the other guy um, that does the, I think he does uh, New Japan Strong. I forget what his name is. I forget his name. Um, we see them there. But no English but yeah, commentary. We just can't hear him. Like, I just don't get it. I don't care. I don't. I, I, what the fuck, New Japan? Get it together over there. They're clueless, bro. I mean, they really are. Like, they, they just got to get their shit together. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. They just, like I said, they're, they're beyond clueless. <sighs> All right. What's not clueless is this next match we're going to talk about. And that's David Finley, Jay White for the Never Open Way Championship. Jesus Christ. First of all, that crowd wanted nothing to do with David Finley. 
Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he's not. a he's a great guy. But man, they were hot for Jay White. And you know what? Besides some of the shenanigans that we got in the match, when Jay White came out, I don't know if he was just like emotional and got really really hype. But he kind of came out similar, very babyface esque. Okay. Too sweet with the crowd, fucking smiling from me to ear. He was like, maybe he just had a moment, you know, just acknowledging the fans or whatever. He kind of probably got lost in the moment. That's what I'm, I'm thinking. But man, this match was incredible, bro. They beat the fucking shit out of each other. I think these two have great chemistry with each other. And ultimately, Jay White retained the Never Open Weight Championship. Yeah, yeah, definitely no surprise there. Um, the match itself, though, I thought was really great. Like you said, they have this great chemistry. I mean, these guys came up together. Really. Right. They, they were they were once young right. lions together. Yep. Um, they got a lot of history together. So, I mean, I, I figured this match was going to be really good. Um, Jay White's been playing the babyface role in Impact, so I don't really know if that may be, like, maybe they're kind of, like, turning him babyface, sort of. Um, well, I, Bullet I really Club, tell. it's funny, because Bullet Club is having, I wouldn't even call it an issue, but Bullet Club's having the same reaction that they were getting back in 2014 going into 2016 2017 in the sense where in new japan they're straight heels but in the states in the states their bullet faces, club is yeah. straight faces like You're we right. saw it in the aj era we saw him in, in the adam cole so it's era like bret hart when he was like the whole face right in the, right when he was in a, a face canada. in canada but then in, in the united states he nice. was healed. That, that's what bullet club that's in the direction bullet club is now because an impact like you said they're getting cheered and then we got it in last night's show in new japan even with with the gorillas of destiny and good brothers the good brothers right. are getting booed and then the gorillas of destiny were getting pops right yeah, it is weird. I, like I said, I don't know. Um, I guess they are rolling with that, and I'm fine with that. Like, yeah, that's, me too. That's, that's me cool because it it kind of is like it kind of just seems like it's two different worlds. So I mean, whatever. It is what it is. But also, too, I don't know um, if you were familiar with all the stuff surrounding David Finley. Now it's not really that big of a deal, but he's he was getting booed. Like he was not a fan favorite uh, during that match at all last night. Clearly, a lot of people on Twitter were crapping on him too because apparently he he had an interview on the Observer where he basically like was talking all like about how um, he wants to, he's moving to Florida. He wants to work with Kyle O'Reilly. He, um, he prefers the Western um, style of wrestling over the Japanese style. So a lot of people think he's jumping ship to NXT. Um, so a lot of people are just kind of souring on David Finley. And I don't really think it's a big deal that he came out and said those type of things, but a lot of people, uh, he's been getting a lot of hate for it. I don't know if you've, you've seen that. But I, I did I saw not. It, I I'm, saw it a lot last night, uh, specifically. This is this very match. new to me. This is new information. I yeah. didn't know that. Um, yeah. I think, listen, he's entitled to have his own opinion. And listen, if he wants to go right, to like right. NXT or WWE, that, that's his own MO. And, you know, good for him if that's what he wants to do. What I will say is maybe timing ain't really well, good. Not the right, yeah. Maybe, especially if you're doing business with Impact and you have this big New Japan show, like right around the corner. That's not the comments that you should be saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I I'm assuming, why, and I'm know. assuming that he was in the Observer to promote this resurgence event. I'm taking a wild guess, right? Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm I assume that's why he they had him right. On there. I mean, so I, I mean, randomly have David Finley on. If you're show, saying comments like that and you're promoting a New Japan show, right. I mean, I gotta give you one of these. Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. You know, it, of course, you know, and don't get me wrong, the Peckerheads, they, they go a little bit too far when it comes to, like, oh, the yeah. reactions and talking smack about a talent or whatever. But I think it's poor, you know... It was, it was, it was poor a, timing. Yeah, yeah, poor timing and a poor decision on his part to, to kind of have comments like this, but you're fucking promoting this New Japan show. Yeah, yeah, well, that's why I think a lot of people soured on him. Uh, 
you know, it is a shame, but, you know, at the same time, like you said, I mean, he's entitled to do whatever he wants, right. field or whatever he wants. I and mean, he's a young guy, and I think he's really hit his, his ceiling in New Japan, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, you know, they've pushed him quite a few times here and there with the tag team with Juice. Yep. Uh, he got that big win over um, Jay in the New Japan Cup this year, got that big moment against Will Ospreay this year. Uh, you know, he's a young guy. He's got his father over there. If he wants to jump ship to NXT, uh, you know, I think that's a, a risk willing to take for the guy. I mean, who, who's to say otherwise? But anyway, anyhow, mm-hmm. uh, the match itself last night was really good. And like you said, Jay White continues to, to be never open weight champ. And out comes Tomohiro Ishii. And I think we're going to see this match for like the 47th time uh, over the past few years, which it is what it is, I guess. I mean, who else is going to be challenging? I, that's my biggest gripe with New Japan is like we've seen the same matches over and over and over and over again. If I never saw Tanahashi and Jay White wrestle each other ever again, I would be a happy man because they've just wrestled each other way too many times. And it's just going to get to that point with Ishii too here. I mean, it's just like they just got nobody else. So they just feed us the same thing over and over and over again. What I'm hoping uh, I mean, they'll put on a great match, but it's like, why should I get excited when I see Ishii coming out to confront Jay White again? I'm like, oh, like again, we're getting this. Like, I don't know who who I want. I don't know who's different out there. I, but... I already have one name in mind, especially for these New Japan Strong tapings. Yo, give me Jay White and Chris Dickinson. Ooh, okay, there you go. Yeah, I mean, let him work with somebody completely different. I, mm-hmm. I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like, hey, Ishii and Jay White again. Like, Christ, how many more times are we gonna see this? Okay. I mean, listen, it's, it's not a bad match, but I'm just saying, like, I'm right, so tired right, right. of seeing, seeing the rematch. Let's get some you know? new. Let's get some other contenders there. And you know what? In New Japan's defense, if there's a little bit of I could defend them here, you know, they're they're also in a kind of in a rough position. You know, with like oh, you're I mean, running yeah. you're running two different brands now, and you have the COVID situation that's not really kind of like working its way out. In Japan, and then we got the numbers that are rising here or whatever. So that's also playing a factor, too. Because, listen, if let's say this COVID thing was done already, right? And we have now talent going back and forth between the New Japan Strong Band brand and then New Japan out in, in Japan, right? You know, we could have challengers like, I don't know, like let's say a Sonata or let's say like a Naito or, or someone right. else challenging Jay White for that never open weight championship. But, you know, unfortunately, right now in the times that we're living in, it's not that way. It's not really that easy. Yeah, no, I know. It, New Japan will, will get back on their feet eventually, but they've just been really hit hard mm-hmm. with this whole COVID stuff. And, you know, they kind of recovered somewhat last year at, at a certain point, but this year has just been an epic disaster as far as the scheduling goes and everything like that. Yeah. But like I said, it's out of their control. Um, you know, they'll get back to, especially with the Forbidden Door, mm-hmm. once everything is back to, to somewhat normal and these guys can easily go to New Japan uh, and, and you know, vice versa and come come and go as they please. Don't worry about quarantines and state emergencies and things like that. Um, you know, listen, I just feel like New Japan's going to get back to right where they left off before COVID hit. And it's just going to be on fire. And I, I can't wait to see all the guys that jump ship and vice versa. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see. Only time will tell, though. All right, dude, let's talk about this main event. Lance Archer defending the IWGP United States Championship against Hiroshi Tanahashi. And I think we all expected this. Tanahashi has captured the United States Championship. He is now a Grand Slam champion in New Japan. He's taking that title back to Japan, finally, after, what, like a year and some change now. But he did say, post-match, I did enjoy the little back and forth between Lance Archer and Tanahashi. Lance Archer not only praised Tanahashi, but he praised New Japan. And he said that 
he wants Tanahashi to come to AEW, especially with this forbidden door, to be wide open. And he wants to fight uh, Tanahashi once again. So I, it's been rumored. Also, we did get a Mox appearance. He did show up on camera. He kind of just saw like the aftermath of the match and then went, you know, went back. So originally it was reported that the match for All Out could be Tanahashi and Moxley. Based on the interaction I got with Lance Archer and Tanahashi and Tanahashi kind of giving Lance Archer his word, I would not be surprised if this this becomes a three-way. And I wouldn't be against it being a three-way between Tanahashi, Archer, and um, Moxley at All Out. What do you think about the match? I thought the match was very hard-hitting. What do you think about the match? What you thought about the post-match? And what do you think about New Japan finally getting the United States Championship strap back? So I so I can't actually comment on the match itself, um, dude. I was dead tired, man. After the Jay White thing, <laughs> I don't blame. No, I, 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 I don't blame myself. you. I don't blame you. Listen, I was like half asleep watching the match too. I, I, I was watched dead, more. Yeah. I was watching more post match than the actual match. Yeah. Listen, I, I I knew this result was. I knew it was going to be this result, so I wasn't shocked. It's not like I was trying to avoid spoilers or anything. I woke up and immediately checked my phone, and I saw that you know Tanahashi won. Um, I, I will check out the match at some point, but I was, like I said, I was dead tired. And if I, my thinking is if I can't focus on this, why am I, why am I even bothering to, right. to, to stay up for it when I could focus on it tomorrow after I, you know, get some sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love the result. I think it's great. Tanahashi deserves that. I always huge Tanahashi guy, man. Big like, I always Tanahashi said the day guy. Tanahashi retires, um, I might cry for like a straight week. You know, you know, don't cry. Know. And you know, Tanahashi, Tanahashi, he's a great guy. Oh, he, I mean, listen. He's a guy I would love to meet someday. Me too. Uh, Me too. Just, just a, a complete legend. But um, yeah, I'm sure they had a great match. Uh, Lance Archer is excellent, and I'm really happy to see that he's still on good terms with New Japan. Me too. Because he kind of did um, give them the cold shoulder, like just signing, like just leaving out of nowhere and signing with AEW and just kind of leaving them in the dust. I feel um, like it was more of a money issue, though. Yeah, it could have been. I don't know the specifics on it. It definitely could have been. So I don't want to, you know, you're right. I don't want to completely mm-hmm. speculate. Um, because the way when, he talked about New Japan post-match, it's like he still loves New Japan. And he holds yeah. New Japan dearly to his heart. Yeah, and it's good to see New Japan still trust him enough to, to put him in the main event spotlight of yep. of one of their biggest shows to date. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when he was over there in New Japan, like he killed it in that G1 match against Osprey. Oh. And that entire G1 was just a coming out party for him. Then when Mox um, got injured, they pulled that belt off of him and they gave it to to Archer out of all people. So they obviously had good trust in him to really carry the torch for for those few months until Mox came back to regain that belt. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's good to see that. And um, I would not be opposed to a triple threat at all, at All Out. I think that would be great. It would make a ton of sense. Um, either way, I think it's safe to say that Tanahashi probably will be at All Out to face either Mox or Archer. But I would love a three-way. I think that'd be super fun and just be a great addition to the all-out card. And uh, man, Tanahashi and AEW sign me the hell up. Uh, but it's great to see see that he's a Grand Slam champ, the first ever Japanese wrestler to hold that IWGP US Championship, which I thought was a an interesting fact too. But it hasn't really been around for all that long, so um, really, really cool to see. I think I think Tanahashi's the perfect guy to hold that. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> me too. I'm always a big fan of Tanahashi when he holds any type of gold. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's a legend. I would love to meet him one day. He seems like a great dude. 
And um, yeah, it was the right move to put that title on Tanahashi. He also did say Tanahashi in post-match uh, comments, he did also say that he plans on coming, to, coming back to the States also to defend that United States champion because he is the United States champion. And he says that he yeah. doesn't want to just defend it in, in Japan. So who knows, man? He might even he might pop up in the fall, bro, especially if he does all out. He might just stick around. You know, I to so. to do these New Japan dates also. I would love to see uh, Tanahashi in, in Philly, bro. Oh, a hundred percent. I any any opportunity to see Tanahashi live is, is must see because again, guy's getting up there in age, so who knows how much longer he's gonna be going. I mean, he's still going at a high level, so God bless him. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, big Tanahashi guys and uh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this run. I hope he has a long run as US champ. I really do. I just wanna see him on top for, for a long while and I, I just wanna see him work with a ton of people. And, um, you know, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I do. Let's talk about, um, let's go back to AEW. I want to talk about two things. We were talking about Andrade earlier. And this mm-hmm. past week on AEW Dynamite, it looks like we're getting Andrade, Pac, at All Out. And I think this match is going to be a banger. I'm okay with that. <laughs> In Chicago, what do you think about this match, bro? Yeah, I mean, instant banger. I mean, you just think about the fast-paced style of both of these guys. Um Man, that is a a great undercard match for that pay per view. I think yep. that'll be killer. Yeah, dude, I'm really really looking forward to this match. Um, I'm really curious to see where they go with the story with Andrade. You know, trying to like have the Lucha Brothers turn on Pac. I don't want to see it happen, but I also am like, but you know what? They would make a badass trio too. Just imagine uh, Andrade coming out with that you know that skull type mask, and you see the Lucha Brothers like uh, it, it would be dope. You know what? Put the Lucha Bros in the shark shark cage and put it up up above right <laughs> Custody of Lucha Bros, baby. Let's let's oh see. Oh my god. Who knows, man? But I, I do expect this match to be super fun and super entertaining and it's gonna be a banger. Oh yeah. Um Chris Jericho, he defeated Warlow in uh, Labor Four. And now next week he's gonna get this MJF match, right? Which I was under the impression that there was going to be a, another fifth labor before he gets to MJF. It looks like that's not happening, but they added a very interesting stipulation, which I'm very vi- like visually, I'm really looking forward to see this. So this week on Dynamite, we are going to get MJF versus Jericho, but the stipulation is one Jericho cannot come out to Judas, so he's going to come out to Silent. So we think why, and <laughs> he can't use the Judas effect in the match. I'm. There, I'm looking forward. You know what the most I'm looking forward about this match? And it has nothing to do with the match. I'm looking forward to Jericho's entrance, hearing the crowd with sing the crowd. Judas. Like, I yeah, think that's going to be so fucking dope visually. Yeah, that that's going to be a moment. Um, I think that's going to be super cool. That's definitely going to be like a, a goosebumps type of moment for sure. Uh, it, it's it's an interesting stipulation. I. I don't really understand, though. There's got to be some shenanigans, bro. There has to be. Yeah, like, we got this whole Labor of Jericho storyline, right? And it kind of seems like they're just rushing the end of this by giving us the the match with MJF. I mean, they could have at least waited a week or two or, you know, until All Out to give us this. But we're getting it next week already. And I just feel like, like, where is this leading towards? Like, what's the ultimate end goal? You got to think at some point, like, there's going to be a culmination I mean, these two guys are going to go head-to-head for the final time. I don't even know who's going to go over. Like, I want to say Jericho, but at the same time, like, MJF has so much more to offer. So, you got to think he's going to ultimately go go over in the end. So, I, who, so who's the heel in this? MJF. I, mean, I know the answer. MJF. Just saying. Uh, so, 
what more heelish move can you have when you think he's going to face MJF and he brings somebody else out? Again, yeah. you, it, again, if you go through the five labors, there has to be something else. Either somebody, when he's walking out, people are singing, they go, they beat him up, and then, you know, he pins him. And then he goes, yeah, you didn't make it through the five. I don't see them actually having the match next week because if you are, if they do go with wrestling psychology, you don't give the payoff on TV. They could swerve us, and it could be someone else that we're not thinking yeah. of. I think so. It could. Because yeah, this I mean, match uh, has to happen in All Out. So I that's mean, how you add more think. time. Like what? So let's say we do get the match on Wednesday, right? What happens at All Out? Right. I mean, well, yeah, like what are they not on the card? I mean, I can't see either guy working with anybody else this short notice. I mean, obviously they got to be working together. I mean, this whole mm-hmm. storyline has been going on for so long. You would think that it would culminate at All Out. Troy Smith I mean, is I, saying I, a retirement match is at All Out. No! No, but I'm saying like that's the way you build up to it. Because right I mean, now, right now, if he if he does all five things of uh, of MJF, right, then what's the payoff? There's no payoff right now. Right, right. You're, you're basically mean, I, turning into WWE light. I mean, I like your idea of of swerving, um, swerving them. I I just feel like if they're going to do that, they got to make sure whoever this fifth guy is is worth it because if you're now you're advertising this match to the live crowd who are buying tickets to the show next week in Houston, I, th- I believe it is mm-hmm. like you're advertising MJF versus Chris Jericho. So if you're going to do a swerve and, and put somebody else in there, you have to make, make it worth it. You know, Daniel I mean, Bryan. Yeah. Right. Nah, uh, that... CM Punk. No. Um, yeah. The big no, show. I mean... <laughs> no. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, that's just my thinking. Maybe they just, they, they don't care, uh, and they're just going to, but I, I don't really know who else, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't know who could be a fifth guy that we're not thinking of yeah. that could be, like, that big, you know? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like Nick Gage should have been the last labor. <laughs> that that would have been just awesome. Just because, like, <laughs> Dude, the, that... of, the, of the damage that he would have gone through yeah. in the final one, you know, I, he went from Nick Gage to Juventud Guerrera to Wardlaw. I mean, that kind of seems like he already he already Nick hit the Gage should have been the fifth labor. Just, yeah. yeah, Nick Gage should have been the fifth labor. You're absolutely you know, right. I don't know. And, you know, to be honest with you, out of all the matches, that was the best one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was the best one. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm very... I'm still invested in this storyline. I, I just... My hunch is we're going to get sword on Wednesday to some extent. I don't know what it is, and, and we're going to get this match at All Out. And Jericho will not be retiring. I do not see Jericho retiring. Uh, that would be the biggest uh, disappointment. He's he's going at such a great level right now. Mm-hmm. He's just killing it. I just don't see why he would he would hang it up. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't see it either. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right. Let's... Uh... <laughs> let's move. Let's talk about WWE real quick. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm just waiting for like a comment from either Ryan or you. Saying like, oh, why we got to talk about WWE? I'm just waiting for that comment. But it, it's, it's under- like we got to talk about all this fun stuff. <laughs> it's, under- <laughs> it's understood. We've been talking for an hour and 15 minutes about really good wrestling, and now you got to fuck it up at the end. No, man. But listen. <laughs> just saying. Listen, I'm We definitely didn't see, save the best for last here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? What I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about some good stuff. I want to talk about John Cena and Roman Reigns, their in-ring segment. Oh, yeah. SmackDown. Yes. Because yes. this segment was so gold. Yes, missionary. I, I said it I said it in a post talking about this segment. This segment was completely different from when we got back in 2017 when John Cena just straight 
murdered, cold murdered Roman Reigns. Murdered? Roman Sorry. Reigns was a different Roman Reigns. I think he held his own on the mic, but John Cena is just next level when it comes to this mic work. Yes, Roman Reigns had that cute little um, Nikki Bella missionary line, which was cute. It was cool, but... The line of the night? Absolutely not. John Cena just straight. It, it's no, no, just, the, the line. I'm talking about which one was the best, the best like line of that whole promo. I, John Cena's whole promo was, uh, you could say, was the line of, of the light, uh, the I, line of the night because I might jump the barricade and throw a kiss, which <laughs> yes, winking a winking a nod to CM Punk. <laughs> Roman Reigns held his own. Roman Reigns is very confident on what he says on the mic now. Yeah. Is a different Roman Reigns than what we got back in 2017 because in 2017 Roman Reigns was just like uh 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 right. Did you forget Jalines yeah, Junior. <laughs> right. In this case, Roman Reigns did hold his own, but John Cena is just. God, man, this John guy Cena. is just so good. He's John Cena. That's what it is. And I think some people did say that I still feel like some people felt like John Cena kind of exposed Roman Reigns. And then some people were making a big deal about that missionary line. I, I don't oh, see it that way. I don't think Roman Reigns was hurt at all in the segment. But um, I enjoyed it. Well, what did you think about the segment, Ryan? Oh, man, I enjoyed the hell out of it, too, man. It was like I, I believe it was like 25 minutes of ju- of like the show. Like the first 25 minutes was dedicated to these two. Are going at each other. Listen, John Cena, like you said, next level on the microphone. I mean, nobody does it better than him. Even Roman said during the promo, he said, this is not my game. You know, this is not my thing. Um, and it's true. He's really not that great on the mic. I mean, he he's, he's he got a lot better. And I could see why a lot of people say that John Cena exposed him. I didn't really get that vibe until I saw a lot of people saying that. And I was like, okay, well, I could see why they say that. Listen, the Nikki Bella line, though, that's old news at this point. I didn't like that line. I thought that was so corny. That was so lame. It's old news. They they've been broken up for years. It just doesn't seem like it's it's like it. That's not really a good shot at John Cena. You know, I I just feel like it was so that was just lame to me. I, I don't know. I just, I thought it was so stupid. Well, listen, um, everybody was making a big deal about it. Like, oh my God, Roman Reigns said Nikki Bella. I mean, it was a cute line, but like oh, it no, wasn't like, it wasn't that big of a deal to me. I mean, I didn't think of it like, oh my God, oh my God, holy shit, he said that. I thought of but it as like people wow, that, reacted so- that way. People did react yeah. that way. Like. Oh, did you hear what Roman Reigns said? Um, did you listen to Cena's promo afterwards? <laughs> right. I mean, it's, this is not the first time somebody's brought that up to him in a promo, too. I mean, a lot of people have, have brought that up, uh, even to Nikki Bella, too. I remember, I think it was Ronda Rousey brought it up uh, to, to Nikki Bella during their feud or whatever about John Cena. So there, there's been shots in there for years. But I just feel like we're in 2021. <clears throat> we've been broken up for so long. She's got a kid with somebody else now, for Christ's sake. I mean, they both moved on. It's not really. That's not a good shot. Yeah, but but do you point. think maybe stupid wrestling fans uh, that don't listen to her? Well, some of them do, but stupid wrestling fans won't get the line if you take out Nikki Bella and you add the, his actual girl's name. I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I think it's more it's more for the the commonality of it. Where oh shit, they used to go out. I don't think yeah, it's, it's the it time be. wise. It could be. Yeah, you're you're probably right. Brought up somebody that Just saying, know, that's why I'm here. Universe would know. <laughs> no, but uh, but. But Either way, line, that the promo, like you said, the, the CM Punk line, uh, I'll jump, uh, hop the barricade, Damn. and maybe even, and I love how he uh, he says, maybe I'll even blow oh, you a kiss. Like the way he said it was just brilliant. Um, I do like how he mentioned the Shield. He said uh, Roman ran Dean Ambrose had a WWE. Yes, and, uh, I love that line Seth too. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Um, it was just great, man. I could listen to Cena all day long, and 
I said this, uh, actually I tweeted it on the, the Lucha page. I said between this segment and I'm sure we'll talk about the main event segment with Sasha and Bianca, Ooh. this could have easily been the go-home show to SummerSlam. Yeah, it could yeah. have been. Yeah. Yep. I am massively hyped yep. for Cena Reigns mm-hmm. and for Sasha and Bianca after after this show. You know, overall, this SmackDown was really good. I enjoyed SmackDown as well. Obviously, I watched it after Rampage, so I was still like on the high of the Rampage. But like even yeah. watching SmackDown, I'm like, holy shit, this opening segment's great. Oh my god, look at how the end of the show and, and we're gonna talk about talk about that in a little bit. But overall, I thought SmackDown was a really, really good show. Not saying that they nine times out of ten, they don't put bad shows, right? But then, mm-hmm. you know, you have so much hype like on Dynamite earlier that week and everything else happening in wrestling or whatever. We kind of get lost on some of the stuff that they get, give us on SmackDown. But like this past week, SmackDown was really good. Yeah, I I I mean, I didn't watch it live. Um, I kind of just, I, I fast forward a lot of this stuff on the DVR just because mm-hmm. I don't really feel like sitting there watching, you know, any of the mid-card level stuff. Well, it's not bad. I just don't really, I don't have time for it. Right, right, right. I get it. I get it. it. Um, but, you know, yeah, I did see some good stuff. Of course, I guess we'll talk about it right now. You know, Shinsuke Nakamura, the new. My IC guy, Shan. Nakamura, bro. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. Listen. Let me tell you something. And people are going to crap on me about it because I've been very critical on Apollo Crews. The Apollo Crews experiment, experiment is over, okay? Yeah. Leo, shut the fuck up. Sorry, I'm singing my song. Uh, it's it's over. We try with Apollo Crews. I, I, I do like this character change because it gives me a reason to care about the guy prior to yeah. him just smiling for no fucking reason before. <laughs> that was your favorite character. I fucking hated Apollo <laughs> Crews when he would just smile for no reason. To get him off yeah. my TV. But it's not working. It's it's over. It it, it it peaked and now it's over. Give the title to my guy Nakamura, which people care about and people are invested in, and just see him celebrating <laughs> post match with the IC title and Rick Boogs. Uh, it, it it was just great, man. It was just great. Listen, and seeing Pat McAfee just lose his mind like a fanboy, <laughs> it's just it's just great. It's just great. I'm happy for Nakamura being champion. All right. Hey, he's got a lot of momentum right now. He's got the crown. He's got the championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, listen, it's always a great thing when they're, when they're ready to push Nakamura again. Yes. You know, they, they go through certain stints with him. and like, oh, they'll push him, and then you know, then he'll be irrelevant, and they'll push him, relevant. But uh, it's good to see him at, at the time right now on top. And, you know, uh, Andrew Zarian of Matt Men Podcast is reporting that the King of the Ring tournament's coming back, at uh, I think, in October. King and, and Queen. Shinsuke holding the crown now. Uh, maybe he'll play a big part in that tournament. Uh, yes! Yeah, so hey, let's go, baby. Nakamura's back on top for the time being. Yeah, man, I- I'm always excited and happy to see Nakamura get some shine and to hold the title. Very happy for Nakamura, and hopefully this run will will be different from his previous Intercontinental Championship run. We'll see what happens. All right, let's talk about this uh, main event segment, dude. Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, they have a contract signing or whatever. Sasha comes out first, looking gorgeous. Bianca as well, looking gorgeous. They have a back and forth or whatever. Um, th- nothing really that mattered too much, but they, they had a nice little back and forth or whatever. Yeah. And then Sasha Banks uh, mentions that she has, like, she she wants to sign the contract with, um what's the word she used? Uh, she said she uh, wanted... Um, uh, witnesses. There you go, witnesses. Out comes Carmella. Out comes um, Zelina Vega. And... We get the witnesses, whatever, Sasha signs, and then they just start throwing blows. Bianca just starts going at it with all three of them or whatever. Obviously, the numbers catch up to Bianca Belair. And ultimately, the the last visual we get before we sign off is Sasha 
putting the bank statement statement on Bianca Belair with her own hair. And I don't know about you, dude. And I mean this in a good way. I was so disturbed watching that visual on like the hair just pulling, ranking, like just ranking, like urgh, on like Bianca's mouth and like even Bianca's facials. Like I was yeah. really like disturbed watching that. And I mean that in a good way. Like that, that that's what you want to do to your viewer, to your audience. Yeah. You want them to, you know, feel a certain type of way, especially on when you're ending the show that way. And I was like, wow, man, they, they got me. They got me with, with that visual, and it, it was crazy. I don't know if you felt the same way, but I, I thought it was a really great ending to the show. Yeah, I, I didn't, um, you know, I, I think any way that they could, I think that's why Bianca Belair is so unique is because they have her hair that, like, they incorporate in her matches and storylines. things like this, you know, when she whipped Sasha at WrestleMania, and you actually saw the scar on Sasha as a result of that. Um, Sasha even brought that up during the promo. Um, and then, you know, when Sasha can use her own braid to, to her own advantage, um, you know, it's I, I always think that's so unique and cool. And it definitely was a great visual on the table, too. Um, I thought it was a perfect way to end the show. And listen, this match is is going to be big. I mean, they had a killer match at WrestleMania. I expect it to be another killer match here. And this I mean, this is the biggest women's match that they could have put on the SummerSlam card. And I'm talking about in all of WWE right now, like even on Raw, on the Raw side of it, like Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair is the biggest women's match in the whole company. I mean, right now, this storyline has been great Mm -hmm. ever since Sasha came back. um, And they're doing the build better this time than they did to their lead up to the WrestleMania match. I agree. Agree. Um, At least they're not making them tag against uh, with each other again, for Christ's sake. Um, But yeah, I'm massively hyped for this. And um like I said, it, it just kind of it sucks how like they're not building up anybody else in the women's division right now because it's like once this match and the storyline is over with after SummerSlam, it's like no matter who comes out victorious, it's like you don't really have that next dominant like challenger to go in and challenge either woman. Um, it just seems like this is like the peak of, of of women's matches right now that they could possibly do. Right. And then after you know, it's just like what are we going to get after the fact? Um, but either way, I'm I'm glad we're getting this and. Um, like I said before, massively hyped for both of these top matches on the SmackDown side of things. I think it's going to be awesome. I agree, dude. I right, do. Let's talk about um Keith Lee. It came out this week. He went on live. I believe it was on YouTube, and and he was very open and said that he he got COVID earlier this year, and due to the COVID, I guess his health got out of whack, and he started having some heart issues, which. It was kind of alarming, man, hearing that from from a guy like Keith Lee that's so beloved. And, you know, even if he wasn't beloved or whatever, still would suck. But, like, oh, you yeah. know, Keith Lee is such a positive guy. And, you know, you just look at him and and and, and I mean this, like, in, in all due respect. You know, when you look at him, he's kind of like a big bear, man. He just, like, seems like such a great guy or whatever. And, you know, not a bad bone in his body. Like, I remember when he first won the NXT champion and he was a double champion with the NXT title and the North American champion, I remember saying, like, it couldn't have happened to a better guy. Like, that's how I, I see Keith Lee. And just hearing this, it's just, man, man, this just, I feel for the guy, man. But uh, it, it seems like now he's he's in a better place health-wise. And I, I want to say this, and, and I don't mean to be negative here. Just because he had these health issues, that does not explain the poor booking on Keith Bless you. That does not explain the poor booking on Keith Lee when it comes to him being on Raw. I, I, I that don't can't want, be an excuse. I don't want people to try to tie these two together. Because 
when he was on Raw, his booking was not that great. I'm sorry. And I know the WWE loyalists, the diehards, they, 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 they want to always try to defend WWE in, in every way possible. But I, to me, I don't see the connection between Keith Lee's health issues and his poor booking on Raw. Uh, Ryan, what's your thoughts on, on Keith Lee's, uh, you know, him, him being so open with his heart condition and then his booking? Yeah, well, I appreciate him being so open with this. I mean, he really didn't owe anybody an explanation, but I guess he 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 felt like he wanted everybody to to know um, why he was away and and maybe squash any rumors of any other reason why he was away. Uh, I was definitely not expecting this to be the case, and I'm so glad and relieved that he is 100 percent healthy now and he was cleared to to get back to some physical activity i mean what a scary thing man i mean the fact that he said like he could have passed away if he did any any physical activity other than a light walk which is just beyond scary um and like you said he's just a down-to-earth humble human being i Mm -hmm. mean i've met him a few times he's just been a pleasure to meet yep um and you could just tell by the way he talks and just the way he he presents himself He's just, like you said, a lovable type of guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like I said, I'm so happy that he's back now. And it kind of just seems like he's just, you know, I know as fans, from a fan's perspective, obviously we don't like the way he's been booked. He, he obviously deserves a lot better. Yep. But I think he's not even worrying about that mm-hmm. right now. I just feel like he's so relieved to be back and yeah. healthy again. Because at one point, I'm sure he, he kind of maybe thought that his career could have been over. I mean, if he had a more serious heart disease instead of like inflammation or something like that. Um, his career could have been over if he could have couldn't do any physical activity. So for it to all end like that, all, all the hard work and the sacrifice that he's put in for years and years and years for it to come to an end randomly for something that he didn't even know he had is a scary thought. So I think he's just grateful to be back. Um, and maybe he doesn't really care about his booking right now. Um, and I, you know, I just hope that things change. I mean, like we've seen WWE, bury people from the beginning and then when they're ready to push them then they do push them again so i'm hoping at some point they do end up pushing keith lee but i mean yeah of course it's not an excuse for his booking i mean obviously not um but this is wwe we're talking about so it's it's not surprising (laughs) in the slightest and like i said i just i'm happy as all hell to see keith lee back in there and just like you said what a scary thing to go through yeah it sucks but i'm happy he's in a better place now and I, I hope he um hope he gets some success sooner rather than later in WWE. He deserves it. He definitely deserves it. I had uh two uh quick notes um outside of like, you know, these major promotions and then uh we'll talk about uh quick SummerSlam predictions and then we'll talk about speculation for next week. Brett Lauderdale, uh the owner of GCW, he confirmed this past week that the War Games event that's happening all out weekend in Chicago will be Two rings, one cage. I know there was some speculation. How were they going to do this war games? It's just going to be a single cage. No, they confirmed it. GCW is going to have two rings, bro. Nice. A classic yeah. war games match, and I'm so hyped for this, dude. Oh, it's going to be awesome, dude. I mean, if you're going to do a war games match, you got to do it right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, two rings, double cage. Um, I mean, I never had any doubt that that's what it was going to be. Like, like I said, you don't announce a war games match and then do anything differently than how it's supposed to be done. Right. Um, so, yeah, this is just going to be. Uh, a complete chaos, man. I mean, I just hope everything goes smoothly because me and me and my, one of my buddies were talking about about it too. We're like, listen, this is an independent promotion doing a war games match. <laughs> I just hope 
it's not a shit show. Like the Bro, cage doesn't collapse or some shit like that. Like no, I could see you know some, what? Some shenet, some I, things I, going down. No, I think from that. I think I think from that aspect, I think they're gonna do things right. But so. you gotta understand, this war games is gonna have a death match element to it. I know. Now, yeah, which... I think physically, the physical aspect of this match. That's where I think I might have a little bit more concern where somebody might lose a limb. I don't know, something like that. Um, that's my more my concern than the actual structure of the cage. Well, I'll tell you what. This has the makings to be the the most chaotic um, war games match we have seen in a long time because yeah. obviously with the NXT war games matches, they've been good, and we've gotten some like you know um, some like. You know, weapon spots and things great like moments, that. great moments, yeah, yeah, right. Well, you know, but I don't think we are going to. We have not seen anything like we're going to see at the GCW one. Like I said, people are going to. Every single person in the match is probably going to be all bloodied up. Yep. Uh, there's going to be you know just a shit ton of glass everywhere. People <laughs> bleeding out everywhere. Like it's just going to be like chaos, man. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, dude. I'm here for it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, you're gonna laugh, Ryan. I got a, a quick Ring of Honor note. <laughs> Oh Christ! Quick, quick, really quick, right? All, all the Nebraska, ne- the people in Nebraska, their ears have just like perked up. <laughs> no! <laughs> all right, Ring of Honor. They announced that the Death Before Dishonor pay per view that was supposed to take in Florida due to some COVID stuff happening over there. They decided to uh, switch their venue, so now their Death Before a Death Before Dishonor pay per view is actually happening in Philly in September at the twenty three hundred Arena. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I'm sure there's some people that are interested or whatever about that. And, you know, listen, while we have our critiques about Ring of Honor, one thing that's undeniable is their pay-per-views have been really good. So, Yeah. And, hey, the way they've handled COVID, too, has been really good, too. So kudos to them for that. I mean, always, always, um, you know, throughout the pandemic, that's one of the most underrated companies that that handled everything really, really well. Um, And then it just they're continuing to handle it very, very well by monitoring the situation in Florida and things like that. So uh, good on them for moving the show. And, um, yeah, I guess that's all. All right, let's get into SummerSlam predictions. <laughs> if we do do a show next week, we'll talk about TakeOver, if there's much to talk about TakeOver. <laughs> all right. Um, oh, so, Rampage? So, well, yeah, we're going to talk about Rampage next week. But, listen, there's eight matches right now announced for SummerSlam. I would think that's it. I, I wouldn't be I, – I don't know if there's going to be another match. Who knows? But mm-hmm. if they're building this kind of like a WrestleMania-esque, like in a, you know, in a big-ass stadium, who knows? They might just add another match or two. I don't know. Yeah. Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, oh goody. <laughs> Come on, Barton. I mean, you got to think – Got to think Drew McIntyre yeah. goes over here. Um, but, my God, does anybody care about the storyline? Um, I'm going to say no, bro. Nobody, nobody, I mean, you know. I would hope the answer is no. I mean, I mean, no! I, just, I don't care about Jinder Mahal. I never will. I don't care about his two lackeys, uh, Veer and Shanky. Uh, I, I just don't give a shit, man. I really don't give a shit. I, Drew's going over and that's it. You know, they, they, I will say this. If there's any, I guess, positive coming out of this is the fact that Drew McIntyre is nowhere near the main event, which is. Where he needs to be, he should be right, just right, in the right. in the mid card, yeah. mid card, upper mid card. He shouldn't be in the main event because him being in the main event is what's hurting him. All right, they they need to keep him away from the world title picture for a very very long time until maybe twenty twenty two, and so we'll we'll see what happens yeah. there. Uh, Nikki Ash defending the Raw Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Listen, 
I like Nikki Ash. I, I just can't get into her gimmick. And I know, mm-hmm. oh, but what's so different from the, the Hurricane gimmick? Well, the Hurricane gimmick, Hurricane Helms, he was a little bit more charismatic or whatever. Um, it was more of a comedic role. Yes, he, he was a tag team champion with Kane. But I don't know. I feel like Hurricane, the Hurricane Helms gimmick was either to, you know, kind of be like a second to someone else that was a bigger star or he was a comedic role. Yes, he was very popular, but he, but he was never the champ. But he was a champion, but never like uh, like the main title, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And I know Nikki Ash. This is her gimmick. She's saying that she created it, or whatever. And I respect her for it. But it, it's just it's not doing much for me, man. And, and I think Charlotte Flair uh, is gonna regain this title back. And you know, Rhea Ripley. Unfortunately, she's just kind of forgotten. Like nobody mm-hmm. does anybody even care about Rhea Ripley. So my prediction: Charlotte Flair is going to take this title oh, back. Man, Charlotte Flair looked really good in that picture. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead, Ryan. The the thing with Nikki is like, listen, it doesn't do much for you. It doesn't really do much for me, but it does much for some people. Like she's over. Mm-hmm. I mean, the gimmick is over. No, yeah, that's exa- yeah. That's yeah. why. So that's why they're pushing her. So I don't. I you know, and I like Nikki Cross a lot. So um, you know, I don't mind that she's champion uh, at all. I think she's going to retain here. I think there's going to be like, I think there's going to be some roll up, uh, whether she rolls up Charlotte or Rhea Ripley, I don't know. Um, but I, I think she's going to end up winning this match and um, she's just going to keep winning matches. I feel like with just like, uh, like roll up pins out of nowhere. And then, you know, eventually I'm sure Charlotte will take this belt back, but I'm not so sure they're going to pull the belt off Nikki right now because she's over it. The gimmick is over. It's, it's clearly working. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like to us, like we're like, eh, like we're soured on it a little bit, but it clearly is working. Like the crowds are giving her big reactions yeah. on Raw. I just don't see how Well, you know they, what it is? I barely watch Raw, so I haven't really paid attention. <laughs> no, I know. Let's <laughs> but I mean, from what no, I have yes, seen. Yes, yes. She is yeah. over. Yeah. She is over. Like, yeah, so who knows? Maybe Nikki Ashton retains. I don't know. Shame is defending that United States Championship against Damian Priest. I got to go with my cousin here, Damian Priest. I think he's going to capture that United States Championship, bro. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, hundred um, percent. This match should be really good. Yeah, it, it should be really good. Very hard hitting match. Workhorse. Yeah, and very. This is really great. Very moose Ishi esque, if you will. Yeah, very hard yeah. hitting. Very stiff ski. This should yeah, be a fun match. It should be awesome. The Usos defending those tag team championships against Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. The Usos are retained. There's no way they're losing those tag straps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, we're seeing this match again because. Who else is who else is on SmackDown that's that's relevant enough to, to be in this in this type of storyline? You know Nobody, what? I would have so. had mine seeing like a four way between uh, you know, the Usos, the Mysterios, the you know, my guys, the dirty dogs, and the street profits. Make it a four way, why not? I mean, yeah, to get more people on the card. Yeah. You know, usually it's what they would do at like a WrestleMania or something like that. But at least they opted not to do that, but the Usos will easily retain these belts. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's see where we go from here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go with Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. Uh, right. uh, dude, Bobby Lashley's going to be Goldberg. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, you know what bothers me about the whole Goldberg situation is God, they just overuse this guy so much. I remember when he first returned, he was so loved. And when he beat Brock Lesnar, I feel like they should have just ended it there, man. Like that, when he beat Brock Lesnar, just ended it there. Like, Cause he keep was, it there. Yeah, man. Cause it was such a great moment how he beat Lesnar. Um, Leading up to the match, his appearances on Raw, like, like you felt it. Like, I remember when he first appeared on Raw, like, I was like, man, I felt like a kid again, like, watching this guy, man. And then ever since that, they were like, oh, my God, he's so, he's so, he's so over. People love him. Let's keep using him. 
come on, man. And I know Goldberg's getting paid, so I, I don't want to put all the heat on him, but fuck, man. Like, oh, yeah, it's it's not on Goldberg. It's on the company. I mean, yeah. they keep bringing him back, and they keep – listen, I don't think he would be as hated if he wasn't winning these championships and beating these younger guys and squashing them out of nowhere and getting main event title shots at these pay-per-views. For I mean, no if reason. Just, if, if, right. If he was used as an attraction for somebody like, you know – uh, like I don't know, like like Brock. Brock's done that a few times. Yeah. Where he's come back and just he he's been in attraction matches that weren't for championships. You know, like and yeah. he was just featured on the card in a big time match against somebody. Uh, I don't think people would hate him as much. But the fact that he's literally in almost every single big title match at every single big four pay per view, it's just ridiculous. But I'm not worried about about it this time. I think Bobby Lashley is going to win. Um, Goldberg will be zero two in 2021, which is a great thing. And um, I don't know. Do we get a big E cash in on Bobby Lashley? I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that. So, Raw is just a terrible show, right? But one thing I got to say about Raw is they give a lot, a lot, a lot of camera time on Matt Riddle. No, yeah. I think, not saying that has to happen anytime soon, but I think if anybody should dethrone Bobby Lashley for that world championship, I think it should be Matt Riddle. At somewhere down the line, because one thing I will say about Raw, why Raw could at times be a very unwatchable show. Whoever's doing creative, they love themselves some Matt Riddle, and mm-hmm. I think yeah. whenever we get over this Randy Orton storyline, whether that leads to a tag team title shot against AJ and Omos, whatever it is, I think the bigger picture here is at some point, maybe later this year, we get a Riddle Bobby Lashley storyline because Riddle's over, bro. He is. He is. No pun intended, bro. No Uh, pun intended. Vince has got to love this guy, too. I mean, you could tell he just loves this guy. Um, He he has been the highlight of that show by far. And um, you could easily tie in, like, the MMA background that Riddle has, too, with Bobby Lashley's MMA background. And there you go. Like, the story basically writes itself. Riddle would instantly be a credible challenger for Bobby Lashley. And, um, like I said, I, I... I didn't really have much hope for Matt Riddle coming up to the main roster and, and being in WWE and just the way he is and how he's a big stoner and all that type of stuff. I just didn't really have too much confidence that they would really push him, but they are going to push it. I mean, they're already pushing this guy, but I just feel like this is only the start of him being pushed up to the, the top of the card. Uh, I, I'm feeling pretty confident about where he's at right now and where he's potentially going. So I would love that too. Um, I don't think Bobby, um, not Bobby Lashley, uh, Big E, should cash in me either. i feel like he should hold this for a while me too hold this me hold too. this for a long while and then um and then i don't know i mean maybe he eventually faces roman reigns uh i don't know but i just feel like keep this on him until you book yourself into a corner where like you know his cash in will come in handy roman um, roman reigns beats the rock at wrestlemania now post-match biggie cashes in Right, something like that. Because, I mean, let, let's be honest now. You Roman's haven't thought about beat, this. <laughs> Go ahead. R- R- Roman's going to beat John Cena. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, if they roll with the Rock thing, he's going to beat the Rock. So if he beats John Cena and the Rock, I mean, give me a Who else on the roster is going to beat Roman Reigns, for Christ's sake? Listen, man, oh, but you know what? I'm so high on this Roman Reigns run. Part of me doesn't want to see him ever drop no, the title. Me neither, but it's going to happen. Right, at some it's going to happen, right? but you got to really, the day that happens, you really got to make a guy. And while I do love the Drew McIntyre scenario, whatever, I feel like you've done, WWE has done so much damage on Drew McIntyre, you really got to bring him back up. But 
a guy they haven't done damage with is Big E. It's a very slow burn. Yeah. So, yeah. like, if a guy like Big E catches on Roman Reigns, you instantly just made a guy. Yeah, yeah, I know. Exactly. So, I, I, would, I would keep that on him for a long while until they decide what they want to do with him. Um, and, yeah, I guess go from there. Edge versus Seth Rollins. I think this might be match of the night, in my opinion. I love these guys, both of these guys so much. And I think Edge gets a must-needed win here. I think Edge goes over on Rollins. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, this could really go either way, to be honest. Um, I guess I'll go with Edge, too. Um, I feel like he he needs a victory. And I don't think Rollins really is. Rollins is not going to be hurt by this nope. at all. Nope. Uh, but, man, this is a, this is like a dream match. Yeah. It really is. It's one of the dream matches we could, we could get with Edge um, nowadays. And um, I think it's been built pretty good. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really, really hyped for it. I think it's going to be really, really fun. Roman Reigns defending that world title, the universal title, I mean, against Sean Cena. I feel like this match is going to have the crowd lose their fucking minds. Like, this crowd is going to be just yelling and screaming throughout the whole match or whatever. And ultimately, Roman Reigns is going to get this win. There's no other way of going. There's no other direction. Roman Reigns is going to retain. And John Cena is going to ride into the sunset until we see him return for another, you know, appearance or another set of appearances. But yeah, Roman Reigns is going over here. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that. I think uh, it's pretty obvious at this point. But I'm just the match itself. Mm-hmm. I think you, you it's going to be a spectacle. I mean, yeah, there's no bigger marquee match for this show than they could have done uh, other than this match right here. I mean, besides The Rock and Roman Reigns, but they're saving that. Uh, most likely for WrestleMania. There's no bigger match that they could have done to headline this this show at this massive stadium in Las Vegas on the same night that Manny Pacquiao was having a boxing fight yep. in Las Vegas, coincidentally. Um, it's going to be massive. It, it's going to be a huge main event. And like you said, the crowd is going to be just... There's going to be some Roman fans. There's going to be some Cena fans. Yep. There's going to be dual chants. Um, it's it's going to be a moment. Yep. And I expect the match to be really great. I mean... Big match, John, baby. Big, ma- big, match, big match, John. Scene. That's right. You know what? They yes. should get JBL to fucking do commentary for this match. If they, if <laughs> just to hear that yeah. big match. The one time I'll be okay with uh, yeah. JBL doing commentary. Um, a, a, another match, in, which I, I don't know what's going to main event here, but it, I would assume Roman and, and John Cena, but I left this yeah. match for last. Bianca Belair defending that uh, SmackDown Women's title against Sasha Banks. Listen, their match they had at WrestleMania was a classic. I, that's it. I put down that match down in matches that I want to talk about at the end of the year. Um... You think this one lives up to the hype from WrestleMania, match-wise, match-quality-wise? Because the build has been really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I expect I expect a killer match. Do I think it's going to be better than the WrestleMania one? I don't know. I mean, usually usually the, the, the first match in a series of matches is always usually the, the best one. Unless um, unless you're Kenny Omega and Okada or Shingo right. and Will Ospreay. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, those are the exceptions to that rule. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it, it's... It's got a different, I mean, while it's being built a lot better, it's different in a way because at that time it was like the first uh, first two African-American women right. to main event of WrestleMania and obviously big moment for Bianca Belair winning the belt. So whatever And Sasha here, too main eventing. That's like a childhood right. dream of hers. Right, exactly, exactly. So it, it's no matter what happens, no matter who wins, I just feel like the WrestleMania match and moment, nothing will outshine that. Right. Even if Sasha wins the belt back, it's just going to be like, 
that WrestleMania moment. Right. I think even for those two, mm-hmm. if if somebody asks them after the fact of like which was the bigger moment and match, I think both of them would probably agree that mm-hmm. WrestleMania would have been the better one. Either way, though, this is going to be a great match. And mm-hmm. who goes over? I don't know. Um, I, you again, know what? I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards Sasha Banks, bro. I guess so. But, I mean, if that's the case, then, man, what a disappointment for Bianca Belair's <laughs> title run. I mean, really? Like, yeah. it was just not memorable in any way. Though. She defended against Bailey and Carmella and then Sasha, and that was it. Yeah, and, and you know what? And, and to, to kind of defend Bianca a little bit here, I think we kind of gotten a little bit more from the Bailey one, but unfortunately, Bailey got hurt. Right. So that that definitely put a damper on on Bianca's uh, uh, title reign as well. Who knows? Maybe Bianca um, retains, but I don't know, man. Part of me is leaning towards uh, Sasha Banks here. Yeah, no, me too. I, I don't know. I mean, this is really up in the air. I I could see it going either way. Like I said, I mean, I love Sasha, man. I'm a huge Sasha fan, but at the same time, I also really love Bianca, and I just feel like she deserves more out of this title reign. So I'm I'm I'm. I'm hoping in a way that, that Bianca retains, but like I said, the, Sasha being champion again, no complaints on my end on that. So I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what I want to lead, lean towards the most. I'm going to keep it up in the air. <laughs> right. I don't know. I okay. Pick a winner. Well, we'll talk I about really it can. next week. Another two names I want to throw in there when it comes to the sequel being better than the original John Cena, AJ Styles, that Royal Rumble match. While yeah. the SummerSlam match was great, man, that Royal Rumble match was at another level too. So, yeah. so, uh, so forget about what I just said. Just throw that the window. There's been three examples ever since I said that. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, what the hell, no, bro? no, but I do. <laughs> nah, but Ryan, I do get what you're saying too. Because, okay, my well, favorite match. and Bailey in Brooklyn. Right. My favorite match, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, WrestleMania 25. I right. thought that was, that's my favorite match of all time. The Russell, WrestleMania 26 match. Was it great? Absolutely. Was it better than the first one? No. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes it's the case, but not all the time. Okay. Um, so, if you guys haven't noticed, for the people that are watching on, on Facebook Live and, you know, for the people that are listening to the podcast version Possibly. of the show, I am wearing a Chicago's Bulls jersey. Jordan. Okay? Michael Jordan. My guy, Michael Jordan. All right? I wore this by design because we're having a big Rampage show happening in Chicago this Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, called the first dance, okay? First dance, baby. The speculation is CM Punk will show up. CM Punk has to show up here, right? Like, if CM Punk does not show up, would you think this is this has to be like the biggest disappointment troll in wrestling history? If Punk does not show up Friday night, oh yeah, dude, he's showing up hundred percent. I mean, you, they don't they don't book the United mm-hmm. Center, a building that's very large that probably costs a good chunk of money on such short notice for a rampage show that is one hour long on a random Friday night, you know, weeks before all out, you don't do that unless you have secured CM Punk to be on that show to set up a match at all out for him. Because if that's the case, then he's showing up at all out, but I'm, I'm assuming they want him to wrestle at all out. So where he's got a debut before that and what better place than obviously Chicago, right? Um, United Center too, massive building, sold out. So who do, who do you 100%. have him feud with? Well, it, it's been teased that's Darby Allen. It's got to be Darby Allen at this point. It's been yeah. teased that you know they're both straight edge. Darby Allen said the best in the world line. Um, so that's what's being teased. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say that that's going to be his first opponent. Um, he's not coming in to gun for the world title right away, mm-hmm. uh, nor should he. And I just feel like Darby is the perfect opponent for him, and I'm sure he probably requested that himself. 
the teasers between, you know, Darby with the best in the world stuff. Um, I'm waiting for them to announce the card for, for next week because if Darby's in the main event, it's it's solidified. You are, We already know, like, what's going to happen. Uh, but I'm interested to see how it is. I'm interested to see the pop. I'm interested to see what music he comes out to. All right, hold on, hold on, it, wait. It's going to be a moment. Pause real quick, Ryan. I want to I wanna play this for you, all right? Give me a sec, all right? It's up. Hopefully we won't get kicked out. <laughs> it's all right. Just speak over it. Like, I feel like right now, it'll be like, when you hear that, it'll be like, ah, and then you just, it gets quiet real quick and just wait for the anticipation. You'll probably get a couple claps like this. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Goosebumps. Yo, I'm getting chills right now. I'm getting, I'm already getting chills right now. Oh my god. I'm getting chills right now, bro. Dude, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm getting chills right now. Just, it, I feel like that's gonna be something that we get. That, that's a variation I mean, of that. Yeah, I mean, I feel you gotta tie the cult of personality in there, man. Absolutely, like, you, you have to. Um, and you know, I mean, that the 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 last dance song could be the, like si the, Cyrus, Cyrus. That, right. That's got to be like the intro, the Cyrus, like yeah. like kind of like the the precursor to cult of personality. Right. right, right, right. Yeah, which which I'm cool with because that's that's that song is like it's badass. Tight, like, it's right badass, dude. Plus, it's right, Chicago, right. bro. The United Center, like that crowd is gonna lose. I'm gonna be losing my mind at home. I know, dude. Uh, so, I am. Listen, I'm telling anybody who asks me to go out on a Friday on next Friday night. Listen, I got plans. I I'm got sitting inside and I'm watching that show. Oh my and, god, dude! I need to watch this moment live. Like, Bro. It's, it's just it's going to be like I said, a moment in time that we always remember. And like I said, for a guy that I don't know, I I was convinced he was never coming back to wrestling. Mm -hmm. I really was. I I saw like he never had interest ever. Um, but man. Tony Khan and AEW changed his mind. They got him to come back. And not only him, but Brian Danielson down the line. This is the start, baby. This is the start. Let's go. I'm so ready. I'm so hyped. Um, man, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, man. I'm really looking forward to it also. Um, I'm such a big CM Punk I, guy. I I've, I've, I've never coming back. Go, go, go. Well, keep going. Keep going. I've always been such a fan of this dude. Um, like I said, I, I had some criticism about him. Not even the way he walked out or anything like that. More of the Cole Cabana no. stuff. But um, besides that, you know, removing that away from the conversation. I, I, dude, I, I'm, like I said, I, I was getting chills just... Uh, just listening to that, man, and just just yeah. knowing what kind of crowd reaction, like that that crowd's gonna lose their fucking minds. Like the roof is gonna blow up on the United Center. Yeah. And what's funny about this, and if we could like bring some comedy into this, the amount of people that was talking so much smack about CM Punk that are gonna jump on this CM Punk oh, hype train. Uh, by the way, Troy Smith is saying I think it's Brian, not Punk, who's gonna be coming out. I I think. No! So I Why so. would they do Brian at Chicago? Yeah. If you want him to be a heel, right? Who? If you want Brian to come in and play a heel, that is the perfect way to do it. That's poor business, in my opinion. Yeah. 
It's, Why would you want Brian to be a heel coming into a company as a heel for no grime or reason, especially after he left WWE? It makes no sense. Oh, I'm just saying. If you want him as a heel, you start off the show with that song and have him walk out. Instant heat. That would make sense for a guy to M- like MJF, MJF to do right? it. Not Daniel <laughs> Bryan. Right, right. Not That'd Daniel awesome. Bryan. Not Daniel Bryan. Okay, well, hey. That, that's, that's poor business. You know what? No. Who what? the hell Ooh. told you tonight was open mic night, bitch? I, I, I did. I did. <laughs> All right, dude. I think we're all excited. I think we're more excited about this potential punk return than SummerSlam. <laughs> SummerSlam's oh, going to be gonna good. Over- it's going to be a Listen, good show. I'm not saying that's going to be a crappy show, but we're just excited about seeing punk. That's it. It's overshadow SummerSlam weekend, baby. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take over all the headlines, and rightfully so, man. It's, the internet is going to lose their goddamn minds. Yeah, dude. All right, bro. That's it. That's all I got for uh, this week. Ryan, give me your plugs in. All right, at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter, where I am a street shooter. Go follow there. I will be live tweeting and all over, um, you know, the Twitter machine for, mm-hmm. for CM Punk's debut and everything. So, Leo, mute, mute your phone. I'm sorry. Your phone's going to be blowing up. The <laughs> no, Twitter's going to be good. going crazy. Good. Um, so, definitely give me a follow on there, as well as at Royal underscore Ramble underscore Wrestling on Instagram. Just like the Lucha Outsiders on there. Anything you want to know about wrestling to keep you up to date with things that are going on outside of WWE, uh, behind the scenes, different things like that. Just go follow that page. You'll be up to date every single time. I guarantee uh, Brian does a tremendous job. Uh, Wrestle radar been very, very quiet on there, but if you want to follow on Instagram and Twitter, um, it's kind of taking a backseat as of late, but go follow on there and the wrestling radar on YouTube. You can subscribe and uh, yeah, definitely go check that out. Leo. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Los- <laughs> Plugs and? <laughs> I know, I'm just fucking around. Uh, losradio.com. <laughs> just uh, letting you guys know that we're getting everything ready to start doing the live shows, to start doing uh, the, the viewing parties. So just keep an eye out for that stuff. And then you guys are in the area, you know, we uh, just uh, give us a follow, losradio.com, and uh, let people know about it. If you know somebody that is a comedian or is looking for a space to actually record a, um, uh, uh, like a special, so uh, let them know we have a space available. Dale. Fucking mic fell. Well, everything all right over there? No, no. <laughs> You're having the same mic issues that New Japan had last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You can follow me. Oh, before you uh, follow him, follow me where I'm, where you can follow me. Uh, I know next weekend is going to be crazy, especially with the Rampage show, the the CM Punk uh, speculated return. We all have SummerSlam and then NXT. That's kind of quiet. But also, GCW's having a show in Vegas, I believe, Friday night. So um, go support GCW. They're having a big show in Vegas Friday night, and you can get that on Fight TV. So I just want to give them a shout-out. You can follow me at RatedArsons87. Make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show. iTunes, SoundCloud, you want to be fancy. Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, La Mescla app, LowShadio.com, Stitcher, and Spotify. Our heart, our iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. And leave us a rating and a review. Let us know if you like us, if you like what you hear, or ultimately, if we piss you the fuck off, which I enjoy. Definitely let us know if we do that. Uh-huh. We'll keep doing it again. Yeah, we'll keep and doing again. that. We love to piss off the Packers. And that is it. Yeah, you got to love that Ohio market. Woo! Yeah, man. We're big on the Ohio market. 4 4 oh. By the way, we're not even going to talk about the picture that... Uh that they put up and then the peckerhead who uh, at WWE telling him that uh, Prince Devitt has um, done this before with non-contracted WWE talent. (laughs) So we're not going to talk about that.
No, wrestling fans are just fucking. We're not talking about people that don't know how to act. Yeah, and wrestling enjoy. fans are too much. You know what's my favorite thing? I don't know if you see this, Ryan. One of my favorite things to see, which I find so comical, is when you post a picture of a wrestler, right? For example, let's say Christian in this case. Yeah. And a person will comment on the picture saying, like, oh, congrats on the world title win, Christian. You're, I'm your <laughs> oh biggest fan. God, I'm like, do you know that this ain't Christian's page? I hate I hate when people uh, like post a picture of themselves with a wrestler after they win a big title uh, match or whatever like that. Oh, congrats to Christian! And there's a picture of some Mark going like, like "Are you putting Christian put over or putting yourself like, over?" Oh <laughs> my god! I'm like, eh, yeah. It's just like, why? I mean, yeah, we get it. You met. Yeah, it's just sometimes, sometimes fans are just a little bit too much you know what i was thinking about this week when i when i made uh wet wade barrett and we talked about soccer yeah and my friends were like did you know him i was like this person i ever met him (laughs) i i still i only have one picture with him and that's it yeah when when i was uh when i was in chicago for c2 for c2e2 when me and cm punk were talking we were having we were having a conversation for like 20 minutes all right for ryan radar for the old man leo i'm yours truly mr rated art Till next week, keep it right R and stay too sweet. Let's go see him punk! Yeah! Good night, bitches! Bitches! And good night!